I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci, we will not comply with Joe Biden, and we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier 
in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. 
Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate. And your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. This is the right place to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. What's going on, fuckers? Hopefully, you all are warm. We're more warm than I was today. Fuck Fucking I, cold. It was cold today. So cold. It was a chilly day. It, it was. Was, uh, was refreshing, but it was cold. It was not refreshing. I took the dogs for a walk, and I had to come back in and make another cup of coffee just to warm my hands up because it was so fucking cold. Hold on. Hold on. You were it, bitching about how cold my hands were, so I don't want to hear it from it's you. It's right here. And then I made ghost pepper powder. So difficult. Because oh. I dried three racks of ghost peppers, like four dozen ghost peppers the other day. So I, I ground them down in the grinder. And then I took them out of the grinder and I thought I was good. I was like, call 911. <laughs> Tell them to get me some lime juice. Seriously. <laughs> Then I had to take a shower because I couldn't breathe, just to breathe properly, because I had like three you, million freaking Scoville heat in my all in my face. And then capsaicin at twelve hundred. Next time I'm I'm totally gonna record it next time I make ghost pepper powder because I'm sure my reaction, like as soon as it doesn't matter how far because you can only stand arms length away, right? From the grinder when you take the, the cap off and then all the powder comes up and hits you and you're like and the coughing and the choking starts. And of course, in my effort to run away, I knocked over the jar of powder. Who does that? You see, she beats the shit out of herself. I don't have to do a fucking thing. I can just sit there and she'll take care of everything. You'll come back and you'll be like, damn, Mick, you're an asshole. I didn't do anything. I didn't... She literally walked out of the trailer and fell on her face. You don't believe me, but it happens every day. I mean, I only tried to cut my finger off with the snips the other day. And I hit my head on the roost in the chicken coop today. I'll just let her keep <laughs> I'm going. Back to my normal self. <laughs> the injury clock. Is the only zero. time that masks work, perhaps. 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 Um, yeah, you know which one it's going to be? It's going to be my fucking NBC mask from the military where you got to screw in the filter and shit. That's the only mask that works. Come on. Against real. ghost pepper powder? Yeah. That shit's <laughs> lethal. I'm telling you. That, that can do some serious damage to someone. Anyway. Anyway. 
And I made parsley and dill and dried them all because I had to cut all my herbs back because, you know, it's cold. And yeah, Leah, we know you don't want to hear us in the South complaining about cold. It was 29 degrees this morning, okay? I know it was negative 29 where you were, but still, it was 29 degrees. <laughs> it was cold. Hey, look, it was fucking cold. Look, we we told you this shit was coming, this Arctic blast. And, and I, you know what? This morning, I, I thought I wouldn't hear it, but I did this morning. I got to give Thielen some props. Yep, they sure did. It came right down to 50 below. It was 50 below this morning in uh, Benchmark, South Dakota. Told you. 50 fucking below. Mm-hmm. That is fucking re- – I, I you, can't you, even, you can't go outside. I can't even – there was a lady. She did a, a short a little reel or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they call it on uh, Instagram, the reels. And she took boiling water and she spun it in a circle and it formed an ice mm-hmm. – like an, an ice volcano backwards. We, I was like, that is, the, that is fucking cold. Remember when the polar vortex came through a few years ago and our friend was throwing boiling water in the air? Yeah, and, and, and it was it freezing was the same thing, coming down the ground. Yeah, but yeah. he made it – she made it yeah, just going that. up. I was like – that's fucking cool, but that means it's really fucking cold if boiling water is doing that upon contact with the air. Damn, that's cold. Yeah. I, like I said, if you're there, God bless you. Don't, yeah. You're a stronger man than me because, Christ, I tell you what, it gets that cold. Yeah, I don't do much of anything. You won't catch me outside for more than five minutes. Trust me. That's uh, that's too cold. Yep. Yeah, too much. Too much. Mm-mm. Nope. That's why I moved south. I didn't move further north. If I wanted cold, I would have just moved further north. But I didn't. I moved south for a reason. Namely, that's where the ass went. But after that, yeah, you know. I was like, no, nope, we're moving south. It's too fucking cold up here. A few so. years ago when I was still on nights, it was negative 26 with a negative 50. No, no, no. This was the temperature this negative, morning. Not the feel like temperature. The, the not the feel like temperature. temperature. The actual temperature on the ground was negative 50 this morning. I was like, <laughs> that's just like I would think your nuts would freeze like I always thought it was bad when I first got up to Fort Dumb and like the first morning we're doing PT it's negative 26 outside I was like alright this is a little retarded but negative 50 I mean once you get that low does it even matter anymore I'm wondering if it's like 100 degrees Fahrenheit you like know, when it hits 100 degrees it doesn't matter if it's 104 or 108 or 120 it's over, it's 100. over 100 it doesn't, it doesn't fucking, matter. fucking matter at that point it's just so hot outside it just it'll melt your balls mm-hmm. I wonder if it's that fucking cold is it just that cold you're just gonna die anyway so it doesn't matter yeah Leo I won't ever miss the cold I'm good nope <sighs> I no, I, I do miss the cold. I, I miss the seasons. I do miss the seasons. I like I like the fall. I always like the fall. I was always a big I we enjoy have, the fall. We have seasons here. We don't have seasons. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We have hurricane season. <laughs> we have gnat season. We have pollen season. And we have summer. Those are our seasons. No, no, we have uh, right next to the devil's taint. We are right next to the <laughs> devil's summer. taint. That's summer. That's summer. And, and then we have all the other seasons. Yes, yeah, yeah you're right. Yes, we, we have, have seasons. four seasons. <laughs> but those are shitty seasons. That's true. Nat season's the worst. Right up there with pollen season, where it looks like the BT. Like you're, the water you're, you're right, Ellsworth. Nuclear. Of course, we do have football season. Oh fuck, football season. No one cares about that. Fuck you. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to say something tonight that you care about and be like, fuck that. Nobody cares about that shit. (laughs) You wait. Probably. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. 
You want to get high? No, because the bowl's not loaded. Well, bring it over because I already ground some. Did you start red pill yet? It started all, 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 yeah, automatically. Yes. <laughs> blah 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 blah. How did you start it automatically? Um, it was good to go at five fifteen, so I just started it with the regular intro. Oh, okay, so it automatically started in the beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, welcome, red pill. Yes. Sorry about last night. Yeah. It was um, my my know, fault. I'm retarded. Curious situations. I'm legitimately retarded for <laughs> serious times, but no, and no, I no. didn't even hit my head yesterday. That was today. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> I asked a question in the beginning of all this. Hmm. Um, I know they can join teams, but should they? What? Who? What? Vivek and Trump. Oh, huh. I know they can do it, but should they? No, because we honestly we know the truth behind Vivek. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that he's a new world order globalist Stoogie. scum, and I, I, I don't believe. See, this is I'm, I'm going to go back to what I originally said about this, and I'm sticking to my guns on this one. I'm not going to change my point on this. If Trump takes somebody we all know, we're doomed. If Trump brings in some new dude that absolutely nobody has ever seen before, and a matter of fact, the news doesn't even know what to make of the person because they can't attack him because they've never heard of him before. That's really good for us. That means Trump went to Washington and he learned something the first four years. That means that he knows that he can't trust a soul in Washington. And for his number two, he can't have an insider. He's got to have an outsider just like himself. Because he can't trust anybody else. And we've seen it. You saw it. We saw it on January 6th. We've seen it ever since January 6th. He can't trust anybody on the inside. The reason I say January 6th, because January 6th is when they really started showing their true colors. We had been calling it for a hot minute. We all believed that most of these fuckers were fake. But January 6th really brought them to the forefront of everybody's vision. Mm -hmm. So now again, I asked the question. Although everybody was chanting Trump and Vivek, Vivek for VP, Mm -mm. should they? I know they can, but should they? No. And See, that's where I'm kind of leaning. A lot of people are saying, man, we love Vivek. No, the only reason you love Vivek is because he was the only one that didn't shit on Trump. During and he the, sounds like Obama. To the primaries. Yes. He sounds like an implant stooge. Mm-hmm. He sounds like... There's a reason why the left is pushing both Vivek for VP and Haley for VP. Because either way, they win. That's my point. The only reason the left would push those two is because they've already got their grubby <laughs> mitts in them. They've got dirt on them for something. Who knows? They might have Epstein files on them. We never got the files. Nobody knows where the video footage went. I think he's too young for that. But mm, who knows? Who knows? Hey, anyway, I repeat my question. You want to get high? Well, yeah, I was waiting on you to Because I kind of do before we get into the shit because... I hit my head like 20 minutes ago and that shit hurts and I need to smoke some. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. It totally is. Completely personal. It absolutely is. Well, where's the wick? Didn't you bring it all in? No, you had it in here. Yeah, I did. Oh, there it is. All right. I don't know. We'll do it again. Well, it's early. Wow. It's early tonight. It is. Don't if, worry. If you got it, we'll do you it again can do it. At 7.20. Smoke it up. Because just right now, my head hurts. Well, if I had a head that looked like that, my head Right hurt here. Too. Your head should hurt a lot worse. But right here. Where? 
Wait, no. Where? No, where? Where? no, no, because I know you. You're an asshole. You're going to hit me where it hurts. <laughs> no, I'm just going to poke it. No. I just want to no. make sure there's no, no. good birds up there. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you, but. <clears throat> you put them in appointed positions like, I don't know, 7 Eleven somewhere. <laughs> I'm not being a racist, but you give them a job somewhere else. You don't put them as your VP. That's too close. I don't think he can own a 7-Eleven because his last name's not Patel. I thought I was bad. What? Patel means landowner. He would technically have to change his last name. For Indian law, not for American law. Yep. Indian community is pretty big here, though. He yeah, doesn't want to piss them all off. He better to care. just avoid it all altogether. He doesn't care. I know. <laughs> the vexing about Christian anyway, supposedly. Sweet. Wix got her survival essential seeds today. Did you get that awesome deal, that huge pack for 90 bucks with like a million fucking seeds in there? I went through and organized mine last night by month that they should be planted. I have a whole list. Great. Your little commercial needs to go back to under a minute. You you loved a video, two minute, three minute fucking commercials. I Nobody watches a three minute commercial. I have an under a minute commercial. No, no, you don't. You have a minute, 43 minutes. You have a minute and 43 commercial. Well, that's not the one that's loaded up there, but I have one. <laughs> I have two. <coughs> no, you have your old one. No, no, uh, no, I have one that I haven't loaded yet. I have like, that's like part one and part two of that. And it should just be one. I know. But under a minute. Wow. I'm really excited for the rare tomato seeds, Wix. In <laughs> fact, I, I wrote out the, uh, the labels today for the stuff that I'm going to plant here shortly. Which will be very soon because since we only get a quick freeze, we don't, our ground never freezes. So we don't oh, no, have I'm, to fucking worry about that shit. Well, I'm going to start tomato seedlings inside. So on that shelf, I have all that. Well, yeah. Yeah. So tomato seedlings will go inside, tomatoes and peppers and onions, and then everything else will go outside soon. All right. I feel better now. OG Lurger got him too. Sweet. I think it comes in a badass case too. Yeah. You guys haven't seen this yet. Just because it's right here. Because I was organizing but them last night. This is what it comes in. It's $90 worth of seeds. And actually, it's more than that. It's like 100 and something. That's because it's 40% off. So I'm like yeah. 150 bucks. 150 bucks for the seeds. And you get it. Which a, is already a really good deal. And it comes in like an ammo can, a plastic ammo can, which is great to hold them in forever. You could just bury this. Yeah. You could literally take this outside, throw this in the ground, it's fine. Yeah. None of the seeds are going to grow. Nothing's going to happen. The seeds will be perfectly fine because they'll be underneath the frost line. Everything will be fine. You're good to go. It, it's worth the money, folks. It well really worth is. the money. Use Just promo saying. code DEFIANT at survival-essentials.com. 90 you, bucks for all of that. And think about this. You could throw this in the ground. In 10 years, you come back to it. It'll still be there. And you'll still be able to use the seeds out of it. Mm -hmm. So... It's not going to biodegrade. It's not going to break down. You just plot GPS coordinates for it and just remember what it is. 
It's too easy. Yeah. Yeah, Wix. I was all googly eyed too. I was so excited. I was going through stuff last night. It was like, oh my god! And he didn't care. He like he was sitting here playing, watching football, playing his video games or whatever. And I was like, oh my god! Look at this! Look at this! He's like, I don't give a shit. Does it gonna taste good? Okay, good. Yep, pretty much. Let's get there. Anyway, let's get to that point. <gasps> yeah. All right then. I'm just, just saying that's like so, a, oh, I didn't want to do that. It's a, it's a good deal. Um, it really is. And and you that's just something. You can have, and let me tell you something, that little thing, if you had a, if you had to book it, you could pack that, take your, that with it. You, yeah. you, you can just throw that in the back of your rucksack and boom, it's on your back. Now you got 90 days worth of food. You have more than 90 days worth of food in the fucking, you have about 90 years yeah. worth of food in there. Seriously. Seriously. You got tons of seeds. Yeah. So much. Anyway, promo code defiance, survival-essentials.com. So, um, oh, Trump and Vivek. Since we started there. Besties. In New Hampshire already. Besties now. Well, he went to New Hampshire after he went yeah. to New York. No, I know. Yeah. There is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president. Because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity and our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same as Americans, bound by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is gonna be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum, from many, one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what reunited us after the Civil War. That is what won us two world wars and the Cold War. That is what still gives hope to the free world. And if we can revive that dream over group identity and victimhood and grievance, then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus, not China is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. That is what we are going to revive to, yes, make America great again. Vote for this man right here in the New Hampshire primary. God bless you and your families. And may God bless our United States of America. Thank you, New Hampshire. It's good to see you guys. We're coming back and winning this in a landslide. We will not stop until we get this job done. Thank you all. God bless you and your families.
Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's how was that? Pretty good, right? That was pretty good. And he's a fantastic guy. And he's really, uh, he's got something that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo and he's got, he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us and he'll be working with us for a long time. Thank you. Yeah, see, I don't see, I don't hear VP. In He'll be working DJT's. with us for a long yeah, time. I don't he, hear that. He's going to give him a cabinet position yeah. somewhere, but it's not going to be. You, you keep him close. I agree. You keep your you keep your enemies close. You don't make them your VP. So, because um, I think that's what he did with Pence here. I mean, honestly, who heard of Mike Pence before 2016? Um, the people of Indiana who he was governor for. for and like, they all told us that they hated him. Uh, yeah, and that he was a pedo. So do you think Trump picked him or do you think Trump was forced to take no, him? No, Trump was totally forced to take him. That That's without a doubt. I, I wonder. I wonder. Um, I go? wonder. Once again, where'd it go? That's so weird. Why does it do this? I don't know. What are you doing? I just had them and now it's yeah. Okay, here we go. All right. So Dom Lucray, we're we're kinda gonna watch this again, but without sound this time. We're calling on your skills, babe. Okay, because Dom Lucray, breaker of now uh breaker of narratives, you know, everybody yeah. everybody follows him. Said, can a body language specialist analyze this for us? So Mark it, we're forty eight minutes into the show here all right here you go babe you are a body language specialist you've literally been trained in this all right mute the volume yep and make it a full screen so everybody can see it and, all right and i'll take us off so that there we, we can go. watch all the all right so tell us what you see He said, I, it, it's tough to judge. It's tough to gauge. Go back, rewind, just grab it and pull it back to where they're right there. Stop right there. Let it go. See right here. This is a normal. Okay. See how Trump's got his arms on the inside. It's more of an offensive position. You can think about what you can do there. It's harder for somebody. So if we, if, if she was going to grab or if I was going to grab her, I'm I'm not going to grab her to where her forearms can affect me. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to grab her to where I've got her elbows and I can push her forearms down with my hands if I have to and push them out of the way. He's kind of got that offensive position on the inside of his arms because if she tries to go outside my arms while I'm doing that, all I got to do is push my elbows out and her hands can't do anything to me. So he's kind of got that offensive position. But at the same time, he pulls him closer, which is weird. It, it's not something you would do if it was your enemy. If he was angry with him, he would want to keep him at an arm's distance. Normally, that you don't even touch somebody if you were angry with him. But in this case, it's politics. So keep going. 
So Vivek pulls him close to say something. No, Don Don pulled him close. He didn't. It was not Vivek pulling him close. That's Don pulling him close. Going what? What'd oh, you yeah, say? Yeah, you're because right. he said, listen to what they're saying or something like that. Maybe we should listen to the people or something. He was whispering in his ear. I could barely make it out over the microphone. But then that's when he looks back and smiles. Keep going. And then Don's like, yeah, okay. And he's just like, yeah. And then he turns and he tries to make it look all happy. But that's you can see that he was pissed. That's a hell of a smile. You think he was pissed? Oh, then? I think he was pissed. Like not even like a couple seconds before that. Right look, there. No, keep going back. Keep going back. Right after he's done. Look at it. That is not a happy dog. He said something to him in his ear. He said, yeah, right. He said something like, yeah, I don't think so. And he pulls his head back. He's like, you fuck stick. Come on. And then watch it go from there and then all of a sudden he becomes happy again for the cameras because watch there's a smile and the smile comes on it's the, the Cheshire cat the smile. one thing i was looking for in the whole thing i was looking for don to do this normally when he is signaled like this or done something where he pointed at him that person normally got busted out for some bullshit he got hemmed up he got you know yeah whatever charged he got charged with something something bad happened so I kind of was looking for that type of a signal, but we didn't see it. He didn't give it to us. I, I what is he? What is he looking for? What does he estimate, uh, Don Lecrae? Uh -huh. I mean, what's his take on it? Does anybody else? Vivek is leaning in, smiling, pumping Trump's hand, in, indicative of excitement and genuine happiness. He seems very glad to be standing up there with Trump and is eager to be part of what comes next. Trump isn't smiling and is holding Vivek by the arms, indicative of uh, caution and apprehension is most likely coming from someplace where he still sees Vivek as an opponent, opponent and is still trying to see if he can trust him. Trump smiles at the last minute because he's been coached very well. That's basically what you just said. What I wonder... <sighs> What I wonder is, is Trump looking at Vivek like this? Because, you know, Trump is a businessman. No matter how we break this down, no matter what we say about Trump, one thing we all know about Trump is Trump's a business guy. I wonder if Trump's looking at this right now kind of going, what can I get out of this motherfucker? You know, he's kind of given that idea. He's like, if, what can this mother, is this like a mob meeting? You know, is he kind of like, where can I squeeze this guy? Where can I use this guy? Because you got to admit, no matter what, Vivek did pull 8% out in Iowa. Um, that's pretty much unheard of, of a newcomer who's never been on the political scene before. And Vivek is brand new. He has not been, he's never done anything political his whole entire life. Yeah. And he went into Iowa and he pulled out an 8%. That's, that's not bad. You ran a good ground game in Iowa. That's what that means. You got your name out there. People heard you speak. People followed you. People believed in you. They voted for you. That's not bad. He didn't win any counties, but he still pulled 8% of the vote. That's just pretty good showing. Yeah. I wonder if Don's sitting there thinking, man, I wonder how I could use this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Because there's got to be something he can do for. Him. Okay, you ran against me. You lost. What can you do for me now? I heard that that Trump went for the snake poem in his pocket about 10 seconds from the end of the speech, but didn't actually pull it out and read it. But he made that move like he was going to. He was going to. See, normally when Trump's done stuff like that before, though, if you remember in the past, it's been almost immediate, almost immediate after the person either yeah. shook hands and then he pointed at him. He's like, that guy, that guy right there. 
Or he'd give him the gun. He'd be like, yes. Oh, the end of Vivek's speech? I didn't see that. What did he do? He said he did that at the end of Vivek's speech. Oh, did he? But we just watched that. I Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Anyway, so right after that, Vivek went on uh, Fox News on Jesse, Jesse. Waters. Yep. Look, we had a great conversation. I actually prefer to talk about policy rather than politics, Jesse. And so we talked about a number of issues backstage, which I've actually championed in this race that I do think would be beneficial to the America First movement for President Trump to take on. And I think he was very amenable to many of them. Opposition to a central bank digital currency. Talking about certain pardons that I think we need on day one. Julian Assange included on that list. And so I'm not a politician. I'm a businessman, but I'm also somebody who cares about the details of policy and commitments. And so we had some great conversations backstage about that before I went on stage. And I think that you guys may have seen some of the rally that we had and the, the response was overwhelming. And I think it's very clear who the Republican primary electorate is saying that they want to be their nominee. I ran to be that person. They sent me a very positive message, but the very positive message they sent to all of us is that Don, Donald Trump needs to be the nominee of this party. And I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside to make sure that we're focused on not only nominating Donald Trump, but getting this country back and reviving those founding revolutionary ideals. And I think we do live in that 1776 moment right now. We need to win. You're calling on Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis to drop out right now. I am. And I do think that would be healthy for this country. And I think that, you know what, especially Ron DeSantis, at least of the two of them, will have an important role to play in the future of this country and leading this nation. I do believe that. But I think that the right thing to do right now is the people of this country through the Iowa caucus. It's the most grassroots process I've seen. I personally did over 390 events, built great relationships and goodwill. But the message they sent was clear. I think it's time to actually make sure we elect the right president, put America first, take the America first agenda to the next level. And you know what? America first, it's not even about Trump. It didn't start in 2016. That's right. It started in 1776. You're right. And so Donald Trump will be the right person to take this forward for the next four years. But we need to start laying down the foundation for this to live another 250 years. All right. And then some. And I do think that this is the right next step for us to take, which is why I proudly endorsed Donald Trump last night. Well, you're um, I, you know, we, what he said there, though, about um, I, I want to say that I hate the guy I really do. But I, I, I liked what he just said there. Well, we always like what he says. The revolution, very well trained. The revolutionary mentality, though, that's not something that you train into somebody. Nobody teaches you to sit talk about shit like that. But the revolutionary mentality, um, there, there it it bears importance on this conversation because the re pre revolution mentality, let's say from seventeen seventy to seventeen seventy five. Pre-revolutionary mentality was Great Britain doesn't bother us and we don't bother Great Britain, so they leave us alone. And that was the mentality that we had, kind of like the mentality our parents had. Like, oh, well, the politicians know what they're doing. We're just going to bury our heads in the sand and go to work every day. We're not going to worry about our kids. They'll be okay. As long as they know to come home before the, lights, the street lights come on, they'll be fine. It's the way we were raised. We'll be fine. They'll be outside all the time. Seriously, think about it. That was pre-revolutionary mentality in this country. And then 1775 rolls around and shit starts boiling over. Shit, 
2024 starts rolling around. And my God, we started out not only hot, but fuck, we're nuclear. Well, don't say that. You're tempting fate there. Um, I will say, though, something that Vivek said that uh, Ron might have a future with Trump. Notice how he did not say that Nikki would have a future with Trump. Trump put this out on Truth Social today. But Trump's known this. That's freaking hysterical. Hail Nikki. Haley. No, they had a comment underneath that the first comment on that for the longest time until they removed it was Hail Nikki. I'm, I'm, I swear to God, it was hysterical. I was rolling. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I'm just saying, look, Vex got, I, I mean, that mentality, it's here. We're already living that mentality. Okay. Shit. I think about, see, I have a tough time because my dad taught me so much. My grandfather, though, I, you know, it's always, I always say my, I remember my grandfather doing this, or I remember my grandfather did it, but my father also did it. And, you know, this guy, my father still drinks coffee from a Stan percolated coffee maker. Mm-hmm. Like to this day, it's the same aluminum three pot system that they've had for 40 years. More than that. Oh, it's going on. That shit's got to be 60 years old. My grandfather gave that to them. Okay. Hey, they made shit to last back then. They got, this thing's got to be fucking 60 years old. You know what? When the power goes out, your dad will still have coffee. Yeah. This thing is nuts. Makes a great cup of coffee, though. I bet it does. Tell you what. Um, But, I mean, that's the type of old school shit that my family's always done. I don't think I've ever seen. My family is so against change, it's not even funny. Matter of fact, when Barack Obama started that whole thing about change, my mom was so up in arms. She was so angry. She's like, I don't like change. We don't need it. <laughs> like, holy shit, mom. Damn. She wasn't wrong. But, I mean. <laughs> Although, that did set us down the path to discovering all of the corruption. It just took a lot longer than any of us really wanted. Where are we going? I was trying to find something, but I don't see it in here now. And now I think I'm way up high. Um, another thing on Vivek, but oh well. I had it yesterday and I didn't do it. All right. Well, let's listen to some of Trump's speech here. Maybe this is what we missed. Maybe it's in here. Maybe he points at him in here. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess we'll find out, won't we? I guess we'll find out what we'll find out. I guess we'll just see what we see, won't we? But, you know, it tells you better than anybody with the words and all the words and talk. And that tells you what it's about. If I get in, they know it's not going to be so good for them. And we want it to be good for us because for years they've taken advantage of us. They've taken big advantage. But during my four years, it was a whole different thing. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars. I actually took in 28. We have some farmers here, but I just left the place. We got a lot of farmers. And that's one of the reasons I won. In fact, my people said, sir, don't be so confident about Iowa, please. It doesn't sound good. I said, I got them $28 billion for the farmers from China. Of course, I'm going to be confident. I went into rooms. I said, there's no way you're voting against. I got you 28. I said, do you think Biden, when he's sleeping, he's turning and twisting and sweating in bed, thinking about how to get his farmers taken care of and how to he does. He just goes out like a light. 
Me, I twist and turn thinking about how we're going to make our country rich as hell again. Me, I just think about how I'm going to make our country rich as hell again. Hey, 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 you got to gotta appreciate that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You just have to. Um, do we want to listen to 17 minutes of Tucker talking about what the results in Iowa mean? <sighs> sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is important. I, I'll tell you what. Let's. Uh, I would be remiss to say it's not important. You know, because right. I mean, it was. It, it is. You, you got to remember, it is. Other than it's groundbreaking, because remember, no one, no one has ever done as well as Donald Trump just did. I not a Democrat, not a Republican, no one. And uh, to think that that's not groundbreaking and out of itself. What when, when Vivek was basically championing, hey, the other two fucking nerds need to back the fuck out of this race and just call it a day and let Trump take this so we can actually concentrate on what's coming. Um, he wasn't wrong. Iowa is, like I was telling you about it being the pulse of the country as to where the country currently stands. That's why it's so early. And they do the primary there so early. It gives candidates an idea, hey, where do I have to go to get, you know, to win this over? The point is, is Trump won so outstandingly, so ridiculously that it's like you are not there's no chance for you to win this race. He doesn't have to do anything. He can still win. That is the point. He will take every state red that he can. And whatever I got a feeling this map that we're about to see that comes out. People were talking about red waves. I mean, if we actually make it to a vote. And it actually happens. We'll see. I doubt it. We won't get that far. They won't let it happen. I don't like predicting red waves, but I got a feeling that if if we actually get a fair vote, it's going to be like ant flow on steroids. Yes. Anyway, yes. Um. All right. Uh, hard no for Cisco. Sorry, darling. About. I think Tucker. But that's okay. Go go take a smoke break outside in the negative twenty nine degree weather, Cisco. Try not. What would happen if we held an election the way that Americans used to do it just a few years ago? We should try that sometime. Here's how it would work. Everyone would vote on the same day in person. You would show up and present an ID, just like you do at the airport or the liquor store. Then you'd mark your preferences on a piece of paper. You do it manually. There would be no electronic voting machines. There would be no drop boxes or absentee ballots. The poll workers would probably be people that you recognize from your own zip code. They'd be your neighbors. They would not be employees of Mark Zuckerberg from California. As for the names on the ballot, you would get to choose those yourself, as citizens do in a democracy. Judges wouldn't be allowed to tell you who you can vote for and who you can't vote for. You'd get to decide. And then once you voted, nobody could order a stop to the vote counting. That would be illegal. So you would know the results of the election in just a few hours, and you would feel pretty confident that they were pretty real. That's how we used to do it in this country. What would happen if we tried it again? Well, as it happens, the state of Iowa did that very thing last night. They had their caucuses. That's the first contest in the 2024 presidential cycle. It all felt very retro, very non-third world. But the results were interesting. Here they are. Donald Trump won 51% of the vote. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida got 21%. Nikki Haley got 19%. In other words, Donald Trump won decisively. At this point, it's hard to see how he's not the Republican nominee because he didn't just win last night. 
he triumphed overwhelmingly by a historic margin. Trump won the Iowa caucuses by about 30 points. That's more than double the previous record. That was set in 1988 by Bob Dole. So last night was not close. It was a shocking blowout. Trump did to Iowa what the Vikings once did to the Irish coast. Only smoldering huts remain. Chris Wallace looked like he was going to be sick. On the other channels, they cast about looking for an explanation for this unexpected calamity. Here was NBC News's, quote, explanation. This is a state that is overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical white state. I asked him, what do they get? out of supporting Donald Trump because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country and Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or Mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. (laughs) Oh, the whites. You can see Chris Hayes just repeating himself. I just want to keep my job. job." (laughs) But they're very upset. And at some point, it'll be interesting after all these many years to discover why a certain sort of person fears Donald Trump to the point of hysteria. There's an awful lot going on there, much more than we publicly acknowledge. But in the meantime, it is enough to know who NBC News believes is at fault for yesterday's history-altering calamity in Iowa. It was the whites, the Christian whites. You knew that. And if you're being honest, you can see why NBC is so upset. At this hour, millions of devout Christian whites are streaming illegally over our borders, toting their blonde children in their prayer books. And in the process, they're wrecking our schools and hospitals and cities and raising the cost of living and hiking the crime rate. We're watching an invasion by the Christian whites. It's scary. But it's not just NBC that feels this way. Joe Biden's entire reelection message is based on hating these dangerous Christian whites. You heard it unmistakably in his speech last week to a black church in Charleston. You should watch the whole thing online if you'd like a preview of every Democratic presidential campaign to come for the next generation. It's the Robert Mugabe strategy. The real problem, Joe Biden explained, is the whites. They did it. Never mind that white people's life expectancy is dropping faster than any other group in America, thanks in large part to suicide, and that they will soon be a minority in the country their ancestors founded. If anything, these trends aren't accelerating fast enough, says Mugabe Biden. There are too many white people. It's their fault. So Democrats, the media have been saying species of this for years, as you know, and they say it both because apparently it works politically and because they sincerely believe it. And there's no sign they plan to stop anytime in our lifetimes. But for now, they have a more pressing problem on their hands. That's how to stop Donald Trump and his white Christian campaign. And that's a tough one. And it's made tougher by last night's results. Thankfully, they have a plan. And the plan is Nikki Haley. Now, Haley, frankly, underperformed last night. They told us she was surging in Iowa. She was not surging. Nobody really likes her. She came in third by a thin margin, and that denies the media the chance to declare her the one true alternative to Donald Trump. But don't expect them to give up on Nikki Haley. A Nikki Haley presidency is a lot like a war with Iran. It's a terrible idea. No normal person wants it. But because a small, well-funded group of extremely enthusiastic activists are determined to have it anyway, 
we are perpetually on the verge of getting it. The next skirmish in this ongoing battle is going to take place a week from today in New Hampshire. And hard as it is to believe, Nikki Haley could do pretty well there. She could even win the New Hampshire primary, potentially. How's that possible, you ask? Well, it's taken a lot of coordinated effort and above all, an awful lot of money. Judging from available disclosures, Nikki Haley's team is burning through about $3 million a week in New Hampshire. By contrast, Ron DeSantis seems to be spending zero there. Now, much of Haley's money comes not from Republicans or conservatives, but from committed Democratic partisans. Anti-civilization activist Reid Hoffman, for example, is a major Haley supporter. Reid Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn. He's a friend of Jeffrey Epstein's. He was a visitor to Pedo Island, in fact. He's also the guy who funded E. Jean Carroll's sexual assault case against Donald Trump. Reid Hoffman is a Democratic mega donor. In 2020, he gave a million dollars to David Brock's American Bridge Pact. That's a group designed to physically harass Republican candidates. Hoffman's money has also helped to prop up the authoritarian governor of California, Gavin Newsom, as well as many others on approximately the same team. So you know exactly who he is. What's interesting is this cycle, Reed Hoffman is all in on Nikki Haley. His cash is paid for one of the most shameless propaganda operations in memory. So the very same people who told you four years ago that Joe Biden was a jovial, moderate grandfather is trying to return America to normal. Those same people are now trying to sell Nikki Haley as a conservative woman of principle. And one of the most enthusiastic peddlers of this absurdity is the neoliberal governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu. He's been stumping for Nikki Haley in multiple states. Now, you may not know much about Chris Sununu. He gets relatively little attention outside of New England. His charmlessness makes him a terrible TV guest, so they don't put him on very often. But there's probably no Republican officeholder in the country who hates Republicans more than Chris Noonan does. At one point a few years ago, he complained that there were just too many whites in New Hampshire. Sununu has far more in common with Joe Biden than he does with the residents of, say, Coas County. Listen to Chris Noonan explain how Nikki Haley is the natural leader of conservative Republicans because she's got her bony finger directly on their pulse. When you put all that, that package together of experience, uh, the fact that she is the wife of a combat veteran, the fact right. that she's a mom, the fact that she brings some humanity to a lot of these very tough issues. And most importantly, again, it's not a big government solution out of Washington that we're promised. She looks at every issue through the eyes of the voters, through the electorate. <laughs> she looks at the issues through the eyes. that are, She's channeling you. Because the thing about Nikki Haley is she's just totally real. She's America's most authentic person who somehow wound up in this phony business of politics, probably against her will. She's doing it for your sake. But Nikki Haley knows what Republican voters care about because she feels it deeply in her soul. It's reflexive. She leads from her gut. She sees the world through your eyes. Nikki Haley is not a bloodthirsty, power-mad feminist robot who takes millions in cash payoffs from the people who make weapons of mass destruction in exchange for promoting their wars. Oh no, not at all. Nikki Haley is one of us. We can trust her. Okay, Chris Sununu, you seem like an honest guy. We believe you. But will voters in New Hampshire, Republican voters believe Chris Sununu? Some of them probably will. Haley's approval numbers among self-described conservatives remain remarkably high. Why? Well, because she's been endlessly promoted on the news outlets they watch and read. Thank you, Wall Street Journal. But those outlets are not telling them the truth. Nikki Haley is not a conservative. 
that's not a slam on her. It's just a fact. Nikki Haley's a committed neoliberal, just like her creepy little friend, Chris Sununu. And it's measurable. For example, how many Republican primary voters support the wave of illegal immigration that is currently destroying our country? Not many do, but Nikki Haley does. Illegal aliens are not criminals, she once explained to her friends at the Aspen Institute. We can't disrespect them. How dare you disrespect them? We should give them amnesty. Reed Hoffman agrees with that, and that may explain why he sent her so much money. Then there's the issue of BLM. Consider that. Did Republican primary voters support the rioting and looting and killing that enveloped this country after George Floyd died three and a half years ago? They didn't seem to support it, but Nikki Haley did support it. Quote, it's important to understand that the death of George Floyd was personal and painful for many. In order to heal, it needs to be personal and painful for everyone. Nikki Haley wrote that on Twitter as the fires were burning. Nikki Haley wanted the rest of us to suffer because some armed robber died of a drug OD after passing a counterfeit bill at a convenience store in Minneapolis. And in the end, we did suffer for it. We suffered very badly. Nothing in this country has been the same since. But Nikki Haley has never apologized for that. She meant what she said. Then you've got to wonder if normal people, if Republicans, for example, still want to spend billions more to the corrupt oligarchs in Ukraine. At one time, a lot of Republicans did want to send more money to Ukraine. But at this point, now that we have the evidence of what the results are, they probably have some reservations about that. By the time the Ukraine catastrophe reaches its depressing and inevitable conclusion, the United States, its taxpayers, will likely be on the hook for half a trillion dollars all in. So it's fair to ask, what did they get in return for all that money? Well, we got an entire generation of dead Ukrainians. We got a completely obliterated Ukraine. And above all, we got a much weaker and much poorer America. We got pointless suffering and death and destruction. And that's all we got. But it wasn't enough death and destruction for Nikki Haley. For reasons that surely have nothing to do with her deep financial ties to the weapons industry, Nikki Haley demands that we keep the slaughter going in Ukraine and send billions more, more than Congress has appropriated, even if we have to cut current programs to pay for it. Nikki Haley didn't just think that or dream it. She said it out loud. So how is that the reasonable, much less conservative position on foreign policy? It's not. It's insane. Nor is establishing a vaccine registry for Americans a conservative idea. Nikki Haley tried to do that, too, as a member of the South Carolina legislature. And maybe most ominously, Nikki Haley buys into the anti-human, anti-science precepts behind the Green New Deal. Haley has said repeatedly that she accepts the terms of the so-called climate debate as devised by the forces currently trying to destroy the West. Haley has declared climate change a, quote, national security issue. That's a position that further politicizes the U.S. military, something we very much don't need. Haley has suggested she'd be willing to accept more waves of so-called climate refugees from the world's poorest, most backward countries. The idea there is we displace these people from their ancestral homes in Africa and the Middle East by our selfish use of air conditioning and Chevy Tahoes. Therefore, we have a moral obligation to import them here along with their extended families and immediately give them free housing and health care for generations because it's only fair. Nikki Haley accepts that idea as reasonable. Needless to say, most Republican primary voters don't think that's reasonable at all. They think it's crazy and destructive because it is. Not that they'll have a chance to complain about any of this if Nikki Haley ever became president. As she explained recently, people should not be allowed to express their opinions on the Internet without first registering with the government. 
that's not exactly the constitutional position on free speech. That's the North Korean position on free speech. But whatever, Nikki Haley is our Margaret Thatcher. Yay, girl power. You wonder how many Republican voters could ever fall for something like that. Some of them probably will, the ones who haven't bothered to learn the details. In New Hampshire, it's not going to take a lot of those. New Hampshire has an open primary system, and that means that non-Republicans get to help choose the Republican nominee. Next week, estimates suggest that 40%, maybe more, of all primary voters in the Republican primary will not be Republicans. So who will they be? Well, they'll be liberals, like this one. Yeah, I'm still undecided on who I'm voting for. I'm a Democrat, um, but I think um, I think Biden's too old to be in office, and I watched the Republican debate, and I think Haley, I definitely don't agree with a lot of her platform, but I think she has a lot of momentum behind her, and I think she's much more capable than both Trump and Biden. Wow, you mentioned that you're a Democrat, <laughs> said Joe Biden's yeah. a little bit too old. If it came down to Nikki Haley versus Joe Biden, which way would you lean on? I think I'm still undecided on that. I definitely agree a lot more with Biden's platform, but I think Haley's more capable of the job. That poor girl. She'll be embarrassed by that tape at some point. But she went on in, in that video to explain that the issues that she cares most about in the world are, quote, climate and transgenderism. So that's where she is politically. And if Nikki Haley wins the primary next week, it will be because of people like the woman you just saw. They are the real Nikki Haley voters. Now, if Nikki Haley wins or even does very well in New Hampshire, it'll be a big story, of course, and we'll hear a lot about it. But then what happens? It's a long primary process. New Hampshire is just one small, heavily wooded state out of 50. Will Republicans in other states back Nikki Haley too? Will she win a string of these? Well, they're not going to vote for her voluntarily. Haley can only become the Republican nominee if Republican primary voters have no one else to vote for. So the plan works like this. Ron DeSantis drops out after losing a few contests in a row. He simply runs out of money and has to head back to Florida. That could happen. And at that point, liberal donors swing as a block behind Nikki Haley, giving her bottomless resources. That's already happening right now. And then critically, Donald Trump goes to jail. And that could happen too, to be honest. And at that point, bam, Nikki Haley wins the Republican nomination by default. Now, it's not a foolproof plan. A lot could go wrong. But at this point, it's the only plan. It's all that Democrats have. Joe Biden is going to have a very hard time getting reelected, much less serving another term. It's impossible to imagine that. Yet the party cannot replace him because that would leave Kamala Harris, who is even more unpopular than he is. Because Harris is a member of the new master race, she cannot be booted off a presidential ticket. She must be shown maximum respect at all times, no matter what she says or does. And so that means the Democratic Party is stuck with two fatally unpopular candidates. It's their doing, of course, but it's a massive problem. They can't get out of it. So their only option at this point is to run a Republican who has the same views as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And that is exactly what they're doing right now, no matter what they tell you. And that candidate's name is Nikki Haley. Free speech is bigger than any one person or any one organization. Societies are defined by what- You know, you might not like it, but you can't argue with the logic. He's right on the money. I mean, that would actually be pretty effective if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump goes to jail or something happens to him, God forbid. 
And I mean, right now, think about it. They're already sweating everything else. They're just waiting for Ron DeSantis to drop out of this. So I I can't believe I'm even going to play this or I can't believe that. I, I don't even know what you're doing right now. I don't even happened. understand why this is on my, my Oh no, you'll my you'll see computer right now. You'll see. You'll see. Um I can't even believe this happened. Like it I it you you're you're not about to play something I think you're about to play and dude, I'm gonna be like, What? No, listen, listen to this. This is crazy. Twenty twenty four is fucking crazy. This is probably the craziest thing yet. Okay. Who had this on their fucking apocalypse Politically, Politically, I mean, this seriously. is like the craziest thing yet. Okay. Just Actually, watch. I think we did, didn't we? Did we have something crazy political going on? Whatever. On Who the, knows? The bingo card? I don't remember. People in Michigan that are planning to vote for Trump. And um, they're not, they don't necessarily like him that much. And they don't necessarily agree with him. They're not racist and rednecks. And they're actually pretty decent people. And so I wanted to sort of, after talking to a number of them, I wanted to sort of, I wanted to write this and Donald Trump came to the Detroit Economic Club and stood there in front of the Ford Motor Executives and said, if you close these factories as you're planning to do in Detroit and build them in Mexico, I'm going to put a 35% tariff on those cars when you send them back and nobody's going to buy them. It was an amazing thing to see. No politician, Republican or Democrat, had ever said anything like that to these executives. And it was music to the ears of people in Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, the Brexit states. <laughs> you live here in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Whether Trump means it or not is kind of irrelevant because he's saying the things to people who are hurting. And it's why every beaten down, nameless, forgotten working stiff who used to be part of what was called the middle class loves Trump. He is the human Molotov cocktail that they've been waiting for. The human hand grenade that they can legally throw into the system that stole their lives from them. And on November 8th, election day, although they lost their jobs, Although they've been foreclosed on by the bank, next came the divorce, and now the wife and kids are gone. The car's been repoed. They haven't had a real vacation in years. They're stuck with the shitty Obamacare bronze plan where you can't even get a fucking Percocet. They've essentially lost everything they had except one thing. The one thing that doesn't cost them a cent and is guaranteed to them by the American Constitution, the right to vote. They might be penniless, they might be homeless, they might be fucked over and fucked up, it doesn't matter because it's equalized on that day. A millionaire has the same number of votes as the person without a job, one. And there's more of the former middle class than there are in the millionaire class. So on November 8th, the dispossessed will walk into the voting booth, be handed a ballot, close the curtain, and take that lever or felt pen or touchscreen and put a big fucking X in the box by the name of the man 
who has threatened to upend and overturn the very system that has ruined their lives. Donald J. Trump. They see that the elites who ruined their lives hate Trump. Corporate America hates Trump. Wall Street hates Trump. The career politicians hate Trump. The media hates Trump after they loved him and created him and now hate him. Thank you, media. The enemy of my enemies is who I'm voting for on November 8th. Yes, on November 8th, you, Joe Blow, Steve Blow, Bob Blow, Billy Blow, Billy Bob Blow, all the blows get to go and blow up the whole goddamn system because it's your right. Trump's election is going to be the biggest fuck you ever recorded in human history. And it will feel good. Someone call 911. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be happening. This just, I mean, when pigs fly, yes. When pigs fucking fly, where are the pigs flying? Because I don't see them. Oh, oh there goes a police helicopter. Damn it. Yes, it's funny fly. how he was wearing a red hat, even though it was a football hat and not a actual a Trump hat. Um, and yes, he's a fat fuck. He knows the script will make wow. him fame and money. He is switching sides early because he sees the writing on the wall and he knows where his bread is buttered. Don't think that he actually supports Trump. No, no. He supports the people that pay Are for him. Yeah. Are going to be voting for that Trump. Are going to be he supports voting. the people that showed up at that theater, which was packed. If you saw, yeah, all of those people they paid probably what a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks a head to see him. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they don't want to hear leftist bullshit. He's in the middle of Ohio. Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't want to hear about how that he's... was completely a moment of self-preservation. He was reaching out to the people because. They pay his bills. He's not stupid. He might be an asshole, but he's not stupid. I but wonder also, how many are how many I, more are going to flip. I also think he also sees the writing on the wall. I think the people look. He he's not wrong about this. Look, one of the things they can't control is stuff like those primaries. For instance, if we see anything different from here forward with electronic primaries. Because uh, one of you guys reached out to me last night and said that our prime or no, Liana, you, you posted it last night in the chat. Our primary is March 18th, I think you said, or March, something like no, that. It's, yeah, it's uh, March. March 12th or 18th. I thought it was the 18th. I thought she said something about the 18th. Anyway, 28th. Our primary is done electronically. So if we see different numbers come our primary, uh, what the fuck over? Because the, we just saw him because in Iowa, there are strict rules for the caucuses, strict rules. Everything's handwritten. Everything is recorded and handwritten. Mm -hmm. That is the rules. And they counted the votes on TV. One ballot, one person, all done by hand res results in that night. So don't tell me it can't be done, number one. But number two, 
that is going to be the big one because I think New Hampshire is also electronic primary. We'll see. So that's another one. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, here's something. He was talking about the constitutional rights there of people. Yep. Yeah. More constitutional rights being stripped from us. Exactly. Watch. Democrats bring bill to prohibit armed citizen militias. I wonder why. Democrat lawmakers are advancing legislation intended to prevent privately organized paramilitary and militia group activities within the United States. Introduced by Senator Ed Markey and Representative Jamie Raskin on Thursday, the bill dubbed the Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act would prohibit privately organized groups from publicly patrolling, drilling, or engaging in harmful or deadly paramilitary techniques, interfering with or interrupting government proceedings, or interfering with the exercise of someone else's constitutional rights, according to Mr. Markey. Let's remember the Second Amendment, though, and it reads, a rail-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Democrats bring bills. So tell me something. What's coming? Mm. Seriously, on March 12th. Thank you, Leona. What's coming? Because something's coming. They know something's coming. Everybody knows something's coming but us. Do, do you know what Odd Man Out is? Do, I mean, did you ever play the game Odd Man Out? Mm -hmm. The card game? A lot of people don't remember Odd Man Out. It was the, the one where you played cards. Everybody had a card to their head. stuck. You had to heat it up and stick it to your forehead. You weren't allowed to look at it, but everybody else could see that card. And you would play until the last guy was down to two cards, the card in his hand and the card in his head. And he had to decide whether the card on, the, on his head was bigger than the card in his hand. And the only thing he could use was the person's reactions across the table from him. God forbid he was playing somebody like me. But Odd Man Out is that how weird do you act in front of somebody else when you know you either have won or you're going to lose? And that's what the whole game's about. It's not about playing cards at all. It's about how well you can read somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Indian when I, poker headband when yeah, exactly. That's the other names of it. When I figured that out about that card game, it's amazing. When you figure that out about poker, poker is never about you. It's always about the person across the table from you has absolutely nothing to do with you. Poker is all about the person right across the table from you. My mother's excellent at poker. Just saying. Anyway. Um, same game, but I bet, same rules. I bet Putin is excellent at poker. I just feel like the odd man out here because I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what's coming and yes, neither do, you do any of you. Yes, you do. I, yeah, that's not has nothing to do with them, though. They are preparing for something that is coming that's directly going to affect all of us. Our black and swan the events. only people that seem to know about it are the people in the in the know right now, which are the people we don't trust. Well, I don't trust this man at all. Um, but listen to what he had to say here. There's nothing but as a part of Russia. That's why the voting results were like that. This is an obvious thing. That's why the voting results were like this. I always talk about this. Nobody can force you to come to the polling station. Probably everything can be rigged, just like the previous US elections were rigged through mail voting. It is clear that it was voting by mail. 
They bought ballots for $10, filled them in, and without any supervision from observers, they threw them into mailboxes, and that's it. But it's impossible to force someone to come. You can't force anyone at gunpoint. If people didn't want to, they simply wouldn't have come to the polling stations, that's all. This is called voting with your feet, that's all. Here they came and voted. What is this other than democracy? The expression of the people's will is democracy. You know... Well, technically, he's... Okay, I know you don't trust him, that's fine. Yeah. I don't trust him either, but I think he's the one guy that's telling us the truth. Exactly. I, I think he's been the one guy that's been honest the whole time. Now, he he said something there, and then the translation was they bought ballots for $10, and you... No, I, I stopped because he repeated it. Oh, okay. That's why. I was like, wait a minute, did he... Yeah, he did. He repeated it himself. Okay. So it wasn't a big deal. I was like, oh, he, he did it twice, and they pause the recording of the, the guy that was translating. It's something they do. It's not a big deal. Gotcha. It happens all the time. Anyway, I, part of what he said, though, I, I think we need to focus on is he said the last election was stolen by mail-in ballots. Yep. The 2020 election. I, I don't think it was just mail-in, though. No. I, I think it was a mix. I, but for him to confirm that the mail-in ballots had specific implications on our election. Um, I mean, we all know that. I mean. And they're starting it again. No, we do. <clears throat> listen, again, hear me out before you interrupt. Think about this. This We do. Yes, we live in this country. We We vote. Yes, we know about them. This is a guy that has nothing to do with us. He just has the second largest intelligence service in the world. Yeah. And for him to confirm outside of our country that, oh, it was mail-in ballots that stole the 2020 election. Well, shit on a shingle, Sherlock. The whole world is laughing at us. He knows this. They yet know. our news won't even report it to us. Of course not. Hey, my head still hurts. And we got to drop the Red Pill Project. And we do. You want to get high? Yeah. So Red Pill Project. I'll we'll, be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the good book. And we'll be back 545 tomorrow night uh, for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. And you can check out lovely Liliana 905 both on our channels and her channels. We will talk to you later for the Mick. And be Lynn. Have a great night. Bye, Red Pill. Peace be upon you. What did you do with the bowl? It's right okay, here. Okay, well, shit. Because it's all loaded up and ready to go. Hiding it from me and shit. <clears throat> all right, fuckers. You know what time it is. It's about that time. You got it. You can it. do it. You can smoke it. Go for it. Going for the J-Man. It's from the ball. So in case any of you guys missed it yesterday, um, Wes Lucid from the chats called us during the show, FaceTimed us. He made it through his brain surgery. He was talking. He was even coherent. So we're very proud of Wes.
We're very grateful. Hopefully he's doing better today. We give all glory to God. I did not reach out to him today. I figured let him rest today. <coughs> he needs to sleep and heal. Yep. Um, Hopefully he's listening to us right now. Yes. Probably can't smoke, but if he could, it's for you, bro. So. Hey, did you hear in Russia too, if uh, they're shutting down, um, you're not allowed to open or own or procure a gay or lesbian nightclub <coughs> establishment in all of Russia now. But that doesn't mean we should stop praying for Wes just because he came through his brain surgery because even now, though that's the hardest the part, part, now it's now it's now it's hard. It's hard. Because you gotta learn how to do a whole bunch of shit. He's gotta rewire everything back together. And it takes a hot minute. Although the mushrooms will help. Yes. A lot. Yes, they will. I do have to reach out to him and tell him to give his wife my number directly. If you're if you're watching Wes or Wes's wife, I'm sorry I didn't ask your name yesterday. Um, please give your wife my number because she's gonna need me too. I've been exactly there. I know what it's like to, I know what kind of mindset you need to have to get through it. So call me. You're going to have some fun. It's fucked up, but you're going to have some fun. Call me. <laughs> yes, Griff. Uh, mushrooms definitely help in that because uh, the microdosing helps rewire your your it, brain, essentially. It, it connects um, synapses in different, it reorientates synapses in your brain, basically, is what it does. It is neuroregenerative. From everything I have read, it, it causes, um, instead of a, normally you get a single synapse, which is one electrical pulse through your nerve, and if the nerve's broken, it just stops there, right? Because the nerve's broken. Well, this sends multiple so when you when it gets down to the end it kind of looks for another way to go and it remembers where it's looking and if it finds another route it will just keep working the same way in that other route and it'll start to make other things regenerate it will reform itself it'll build a better wall and a better everything and it builds everything on its own so yeah they help quite a bit matter of fact there are tons of doctors coming out now especially down in mexico the two that ran the ayahuasca clinics down there plus the guy that just opened the first one in arizona he has just published two papers about that neuroregenerative response that he's seen in his patients. And one of the big ones is about a guy getting feeling back in his arm after his nerve was cut some many years ago. Just like Mick got the feeling back in his foot after 18 years. So, yeah. So, and he was doing the same thing I'm doing. Yes, Leanna, I definitely want that. Um, also, Leanna, if you have the files of his ads, if you could send them to me, because I have them on one of three, one of two computers, and I have no idea where or they four are. Four hard drives. Yeah, or four hard drives. And uh, Shauna was asking for them, so that she can try and reconfigure <coughs> them and and start pushing them back out. So, anyway, if you can help with that. So, moving on, we're gonna skip this. Actually, we're going to play this really quick because this is some freaking craziness. Um, this is a, a, a tubin moment. Oh, a tubin moment. Yeah, sort of. Somebody was caught tubin again? Uh, almost. Pulling a tubin? Well. Do you know it? Pulling a tubin? Not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. And this is on Newsmax. So just watch. I think the media is going to try to downplay it because as you correctly said, they're basically supporting um, 
uh, run. They're basically supporting Nikki Haley. Hey, Dick, who's the fat guy in his underwear walking through your studio, <laughs> your living room? You always had your boyfriend? You correctly said that. Dude, I'm sorry. Dick, who, who is that, than... Dick? Oh what my the God. fuck? Man, who's pitching? Who's catching? Who's the bottom? Who's the top? Who's the bottom in that relationship? Just ask it. That's a rough one right wow. there. Yeah. Wow. That's, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, that's so funny, man! It it, it really does. It got to make you giggle. I I don't care who you are; you have to giggle at that. Mm-hmm. That's that's just fucking funny. Holy shit! All right, so um, I guess if you didn't know that that guy was gay before, you now know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. When I lived in an apartment, I, guys, you tell me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. But when I lived in an apartment, there was no dude walking into my apartment half naked in his underwear and the fucking skivvies rolling in my apartment. And if there was somebody else in my apartment that was in their skivvies, it was because I was doing something to them. And she's normally a female. It's not some dude. But if some dude just comes walking in your apartment like that. Not so good. Especially when you're on live TV. Anywho. Just saying. Yeah. Wow. If you didn't want mom to know, she knows now. <laughs> I think his mom's probably dead. She's, he's really old. Oh, shit. Anyway. Um, at least it wasn't a young boy. <laughs> Just saying. You do you, boo. Oh shit. Seriously. <laughs> this is the point where I'm deciding oh. at least it wasn't a, you know, a young boy. Anywho, um oh, so man. the uh the World Economic Forum was going on obviously. Yes. This uh, you know, um this this freaking hysterical dude, um Damon Imani, whatever. You find humor in him and nobody else does. Whatever. This guy that does the satire. Yes. Um we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love this guy and nobody else seems to. So, it, and I appreciate the World Economic Forum providing me the opportunity to be on this stage and say, fuck you, Klaus Schwab, and fuck your new world order. We, the people, were born free, we will stay free, and you and all of your globalist friends, including everyone in this room, can go fuck yourself. And I appreciate I mean, that's how we all feel. We all want to tell them that. I, fuck, Germany's telling them that right now. Nothing's really changing, I mean. That's true. They're still doing the, Klaus Schwab himself from fucking. What's he from? Switzerland or is he from Germany? I thought he was from Germany. Um. Yeah. Didn't isn't isn't his father wasn't his father a Nazi? Yeah. Von um, Von Draden, uh, uh Whatever. Yeah. And he found New Schwabenland in yes. Antarctica. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And so anyway, um, Klaus is is German. I I don't understand. The Germans don't like New World Order. Fucks, but they seem to but produce a lot. But he's a Nazi. He's legitimately a Nazi. Seriously. Um, so, hmm. Anywho, um. So our governor is over there. Is over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We said that. Hey, hey, yeah. Liana, pay attention. Our governor is is on our dime. Here you go. Is right now over there. New World Order. 
how come you're not talking to folks? Is that why you came here to sort of get away from the scrutiny of the American media? When you're in the legislature, there's all sorts of checks and balances on you. There's the opposition, there's the media, but here it's sort of a secret conclave, isn't it? How come you're not talking? Hey, Bri, what are you what are you doing over there? Seriously. Hmm. Hey, Georgia, the hell's Brian Kemp doing over in fucking New World Order Schwabenland? Davos. With uh, John fucking uh, is, Harry. Is he, is he a new world order new world order stooge? I, you know, I, I heard that all of the um the the hookers in Davos, you know, they like fly in high class hookers for Davos. Um, I heard they're all booked for the entire week. I wonder if his wife knows that. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder if that was his press secretary or is that his wife? Is that a, I don't know. I've never seen his wife, I don't think. I don't think anyone has. She's a robot. Anyway, she's he, a blank. He's a freaking robot. You know, it's absolutely critical that we accelerate. I am convinced beyond any doubt that because of the decisions being made in the marketplace now, because, I mean, you know as well as I do, even if, uh, you know, I don't want this, obviously, but if you wound up with a different president who was opposed to climate crisis, I got news for you. No one politician anywhere in the world can undo what is happening now. The marketplace is doing this. And the only issue for all of us is, is not whether or not we can get or will get to a low carbon, no carbon economy globally, we will. The only question is, will we get there in time to meet the challenge of the scientists in order to avoid the worst consequences of this crisis. That is what is at stake. You know? He could be a robot that short circuits, short circuiting because he keeps repeating himself about the same bullshit that nobody else believes. Shut up, John. The, the weather changes every fucking day. Mm -hmm. You know what? You put on the or you take a layer off. You deal with it. You want to go back to wearing fig leaves? Go for it, bro. You do you. Don't push your bullshit on me. Well, Javier Melu, um, the new president of... Uh, oh, was he there? Yeah, he was Argentina. there. Argentina. Argentina? Yeah, this dude. Oh, man, I hope he told them to fuck off. Oh, my God. This, this, this is for real. We are now at the best time in the history of humanity. It is worth asking... Why I say that the West is in danger. And I say this precisely because in those of our countries that should defend the values of the free market, private property, and the other institutions of libertarianism, sectors of the political and economic establishment, some due to mistakes in the theoretical framework and others due to a greed for power are undermining the foundations of libertarianism, opening up the doors to socialism and potentially condemning us to poverty, misery and stagnation. It should never be forgotten that socialism is always and everywhere an impoverishing phenomenon that has failed in all countries where it's been tried out. It's been a failure economically, socially, culturally, and it also murdered over a hundred million human beings. He is lecturing you know a what? room full of socialists. Thunder, 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 thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
Dude, I, I love that guy. I love he is definitely the Trump of South America. Okay. He is yes, fucking he is. shit up in Argentina. And you know what? Argentina is going to be the most stable. You, you know what? You, there might be another place to go here in the future. No shit. Argentina we, might, we might be, be the place to, to go. Argentina like the Nazis because did after I World tell War you what, II. that motherfucker, he's on it. At least we'd fit in in certain places with our blonde hair and blue eyes. At least visually, if not politically. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Why are you hiding out here? Because of all the fuckers like you I've killed? Why are you hiding out here? Well, because of all the fuckers I originally <laughs> killed that hate that make you hate me. That's well, a rough one. We're all hiding anyway. out here together. Oh, all right. Um, you might we might we might need to call nine one one again for you after this one. You, this this is this might set me off. This this will am this I gonna a, have a drop listen, in this is a blood pressure again? No, this is another one fleeing. Listen. How do you see the U.S. economy playing itself out over the next 12 months? This is an election year. We've yeah. been talking a lot about what just took place in Iowa yeah. and trying to understand how the American public is going to feel about the economy may ultimately uh, dictate how uh, the president is decided. Yes, I agree with that. I, I think it's a mistake to assume that everything's hunky dory. And, you know, and when stock markets are up, it's kind of like this little drug we all feel. Like, it's just great, you know. But remember, we've had so much fiscal and monetary stimulation. So I'm a little more on the cautious side that we are facing a lot of things in, 20, in 24 or 25. And you, you mentioned Ukraine, the terrorist activity in Israel, the Red Sea, quantitative tightening, which I still question if we understand exactly how that works. I don't think we do. How QE actually worked, what the effect of negative, you know, zero rates was for all this time. Uh, and obviously the politics. And, you know, and then the Ukrainian war is affecting oil, gas, food, migration. So you have all these very powerful forces that are going to be affecting us in 24 and 25. So if I was the government, I would be preparing for what I'm going to do about that, assuming things aren't good. And I just also want to point out, I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year and Leslie Picker was on. Spokane and Boise and Bozeman, people are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. Now, if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta virus. Tax reform worked. Yeah. He was right about some of China. I don't, I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about Mexico. I don't like, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. It's, I, I agree. It's done quite and, I mean, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not hugging on to their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really, like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? I mean, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. I'm going to ask this question one more time tonight. This is it, I promise. What's coming?
Exactly. Folks, people don't act like this naturally. There was nothing natural about what he just said. Everything. Did you notice he was like, he was almost outside his skin. Every part of what he just said was so off script and off kilter for him. He looked like he hated himself. He really did. He looked like he despised himself because of what he was saying. What is coming? Something is, folks, people don't do this unless they know what's about to happen is not going to turn out well for them because they know where which houses we're going to. They know the people that did this. We already know it. We already have seen the list. You already know everybody responsible for this. We already know the people that are considered the elites. We already have the list. We don't have to talk about it. It's a known thing. It's get in the car, let's go. That's the time. It's not going to be an alarm. It's not going to be a bunch of flags waving in the air. It's going to get in the car, let's go. In, in, unless you have a Tesla. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> and you're coming from the Midwest. Unless you have a Tesla and you're coming from the Midwest, because check this shit out because it's not getting in the car, let's go. Okay, well, thank you. That cold is also causing some big-time headaches for Chicago area owners of electric vehicles. Yes, I never thought we'd say this, yeah. but it's true. As Dane Placco reports, the low temperatures have caused some headaches for owners looking to charge their cars. Electric cars may be the way of the future, but it's clear there are some problems when it comes to charging them in Chicago's deep freeze. Oh, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. Dead robots. <laughs> Dead Teslas packed the parking lot at this Tesla supercharging station in Oak Brook, a scene mirrored at other supercharging stations around the Chicago area. Yeah, this is crazy. It's, it's, it's a disaster, seriously. With temperatures falling into the negative double digits, these charging ports have stopped charging, leaving many Tesla owners stranded here in long lines since Sunday. Nothing, no juice, it's still on zero percent, and this is like, three hours this morning being out here after being out here eight hours yesterday. Has it been charging? No, not at all. It just isn't working. At all. It's just frozen. And so I'm now getting it towed to the um, Tesla service center because that's my only option at this point. <laughs> Adding to their frustration, they say, is that they're getting no help when they call Tesla for assistance. No response from Tesla. We have been suffering since yesterday uh, afternoon. These are unusually cold temperatures, but do you find this acceptable? No, not at all. Not really. I, I think it's less on the actual vehicle and more on the infrastructure. Tesla has not responded to our emails for comment, but an automobile expert we talked to said that the owners of all EVs should hit the battery preconditioned button on their car before attempting to charge it in extremely cold weather. In Oakbrook, Dane Placco, Fox 32 Chicago. Okay. Okay, remember. Remember, the federal government wants every single person to be driving one of these by, what, 2036? Yeah, I think they pushed it out now. No. No, no, no. No. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck climate change. Fuck all that shit. No, no, no. We don't. We don't have to. Did Who are you to tell us what to do? Did Congress go back to work today? I don't know. You know, they canceled. They canceled. All of yeah, the, they had a snow the day. Federal, they had a yeah. snow day yesterday. No, not all the federal. I'm sorry, the army, okay. the navy, the marines, no, 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 and everybody no. still went to work. Just Congress was out. They got a snow day. They um, now this was interesting, and it's not this clip, but um, I heard that uh, a bunch of 
federal employees like staffers, congressional staffers were planning on walking out, walking out yes. in protest yes, sure, of, of the government's pac- yeah, what's going on in Palestine. Supporting Israel. Correct. And uh the genocide in Gaza. Um, which you can't can, walk out if you have a snow day. Correct. <laughs> exactly. You can't walk out, which is against federal law. You are not allowed to strike if you are a federal employee <sighs> working in the government, like in the Congress. Everyone on television talking about Congress closing down the government, and yet all it took was two inches of snow. I guess the good thing is everyone is safe for the next day or two because Congress won't be passing any additional legislation to spend your money or take away your liberties. Yes. There is that. And, well, first of all, this is, okay, this happens a lot more often than you all think, Mm -hmm. all right? We're making a big deal out of it now because what? Well, the government should really be in there trying to fucking fix this shit that's broken with our country. But it's happened before. It happened when I was up there in D.C. It was when I had the war with my neighbor when I lived in the apartment. And he, that motherfucker didn't have to go to work. Like on so many days, it wasn't even funny. He was a staffer that worked on Capitol Hill. And I would fucking leave every day to go to work. And in the morning when it snowed, I would shovel all of my fucking snow on top of his car. And then when I would get home from work, all of that snow would be piled up in the center of my driveway. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have to shovel it again. But it was always fun because it wasn't your driveway. Exactly, (laughs) We were living, you were living with friends. So anyway, it was just a riot that that should happen. But that's what they up there, if Congress says, hey, we, we're not coming in today, they don't show up. And, yeah. However, it this this freeze is causing some serious problems. Um, check this out. Hello, I'm Jeff Lyash, TVA president and CEO, and I want to give you a quick update on power use during this extremely cold weather and ask for your help. At TVA, We work in partnership with 153 local power companies across the region to provide you with reliable power. Our employees are working around the clock to keep everyone safe and warm during the bitterly cold weather we're experiencing. Our power system remains stable with our generating plants operating as planned. However, we do anticipate the highest peak demand for electricity in TVA history early Wednesday morning. The window for this projected peak demand is from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Central Time Wednesday. And we could use your help during this critical time tomorrow morning. We ask, if it's safe to do so, that you conserve electricity specifically between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. Central Time on Wednesday morning. In the morning, Hold off using large appliances, such as ovens, dishwashers, and dryers. If you can, turn your thermostat down a degree or two. Thank you for taking these actions to help reduce stress on the power grid. As always, our focus is to keep you warm and safe and the electric grid operating at its best during this winter weather. Thank you in advance for your help. Hey. Uh, brown out anybody? It's what it sounds like. If it's in the negative temperatures, how are you going to turn off the heat? Well, right now it is. Where is that PVA? Was it? Is that Pennsylvania? Light and power? Um, 
Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, it was te he was in Tennessee. Tennessee Light and Power. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wonder. That's the Tennessee Valley Authority. I, that makes me. Where's where's our makes power me going? Not want to move to Tennessee. Where's our power going, though? I wonder. Yeah. Well. Um, because think about that. That's that's not normal. Normally, normally the East Coast is pretty well insulated and set up to handle pretty well. That's the South, though Tennessee. Yeah, it's still part of the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. That's still considered part of the, that part of Tennessee is considered the Tennessee Valley right there. That's still considered part of yeah. this side of the, because it's on this side of the Appalachians. That's why they considered that part of it, part of the. Always in Texas says I didn't have power for 12 and a half hours overnight. So I'm pretty sure the fucking grid is fucking broke. Wow. Yeah. No shit. Really? Yeah. No shit. We put the heavy down comforter on the bed last night. Like. And we have a fire going for most of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Do your best to stay warm, folks. I'm yeah, dead serious. Um, and then, you know what everyone's electric bill is going to be like? Oh, nuts. Because I'll tell you what, our electric bill came in from the Christmas lights and turning the heat on. And it was it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. It was like $500 last Ooh. month. <laughs> yeah. That's what we get for going all out on neighbors. christmas lights <laughs> anyone would like to contribute to our electric bill you are more than welcome to buy no. some electro freedom garden wands antennas i can make them for you and uh help support us and grow your own food at the same time electrofreedom.com jesus just remember that uh it's hosted by epic and google does not like epic so um you can also go to electrofreedom.myshopify.com so Anyway, for something that works better with Google. Exactly. Anyway, anywho, so uh, yeah, have you had enough yet? Because um, people are pissed. Why is everything so damn expensive? Four years ago, my rent was twelve hundred dollars a month at a luxury apartment complex. It is now twenty one hundred dollars, not even including utilities. I went to the grocery store yesterday, right? And got three bags of chips, some ground turkey, and some vegetables. And it was $67! What? My car insurance from four years ago until now, with no tickets, no wrecks, no nothing on my driver's record, has gone from $130 to $240 per month! Three years ago, my electric bill was averaging $45. Now it's averaging $125. You go and get a tank of gas once a week, and you're dropping 70 bucks. I mean, a guy can't even buy a can of dip for less than $8. $8 for a can of dip? What the fuck is going Thunder. Thunder. Thunder, thunder, get the fuck oh, out of here. Oh. <laughs> Ain't gonna get no better. Ain't gonna get no better. Because think about this. What's next? You're not gonna, they're not gonna bring the prices back down. We are, we were already willing to pay them once. We'll pay it again. You think these people are gonna vote for Biden? You gotta wonder. 30 of the reality is. Nobody can afford life right now. Nobody knows what to do. 
and more and more people are immigrating here and more and more money is we're going into further further debt and it's like i can't even afford my groceries girl and i'm working 40 hours a week and i'm a single fucking income and then i have clients who literally just like don't even have beds the reality is the worst part is I heard a lady the other day, I saw a TikTok or whatever the fuck it is, and she was carrying on the same way. She's just like, you know what? She's like, I was at the bar the other night with my friends. She's a single female. She's like, I was at the bar the other night with my friends. And one of my friends was like, hey, are you, you, you looking for dudes, right? You can hook up with a guy, right? No. No. I can't afford that shit. I can't afford a baby. I can't afford a child. I can't afford I can't afford for some dude to back out of a relationship halfway through it after I'm already knocked up. I can't afford that. I can barely afford myself, let alone bring a kid into this world. That is some scary shit to hear. Women even predetermining that they're not even going to get pregnant. Because they can't afford it. That's scary. Our birth rate's already dropping like crazy. It's only going to get worse. And honestly, but most of them are probably jabbed anyway, and they can't have kids. We'll get to that. Hope we might. So we won't get to that tonight. We'll get We're to that tomorrow. That tonight. But hey, Walmart now. <clears throat> First off, what I want to know is where the fuck can you get ribeye steaks for $20.83? Oh, this is two nine twenty two. So this has been locked up. Walmart now has a steak locked up. Holy shit. Let's come to this. This is getting bad now, man. Two years ago, steaks were $20.83. Yeah. And they were already locked up. Now, it's like 40 bucks yeah. for that same thing. Yep. Yep. I remember, like, one of the cheapest dinners I used to do at the firehouse all the time when I'm cooking for all those dudes was I go go to the grocery store. You get the manager special, the single, single steaks. And we're not... They're not great cuts of meat, but they're not horrible. But I, I make everybody steak. It was easy, easy to do, easy to clean up after. Not many dishes, boom, and everybody likes it. Done. And you could go. It costs you, it costs you like ten bucks. Everybody chips in, so you have plenty of money. But it costs you like ten bucks. Mm -hmm. And you go pick up the steaks, grab some something else to throw on it, maybe grab some asparagus or uh, broccoli, bring it back, do everything on the grill. Throw it in the fucking chow. Everybody goes nuts. Go eat. All right, done. But that was like a ten dollar meal. Now you can't do it for less than like you couldn't do that for less than fucking hundred bucks now. Yeah. Oh yeah. What steak per person? Jesus. Good luck with that. Well, here's something to think about too. People are really starting to wake up. So everyone pushes college, 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 and I went to college. I have a master's degree. I make very good money for my age. My husband did not go to college and I've talked about this on here before and I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand it. So I'm going to throw it into perspective for you and I say it not to brag, but to hopefully help, help any of you. I have a college degree. He has a high school diploma. He went to trade school right after high school. He got his certificates and everything. And here we go. So this past July, he had already brought home, brought home more than my gross salary this year come december he will have quadrupled my salary quadrupled it if he decides to pick up overtime on a weekend a two-day weekend if he picks up overtime he brings home that weekend just in those two days more than i make in a two-week check i have a master's degree he has a high school diploma 
So that reason right there is why I will not push college on anyone. If you think that college is not for you and you want to try a trade school, obviously look into it. See if you think that you have what it takes. And then 100% do it. Do it. I don't think that enough people are talking about this. And it is 100% worth it if you stick with it. He's been doing it for eight years, so obviously he has made his way up the ladder. But if he leaves his job today, 100% guarantee he will make the exact same amount of money wherever else he decides to go. I cannot, I cannot stress it enough. I can't stress it enough. I am so jealous. Like, he doesn't have student debt. Nothing. And he's quadrupling my salary in one year. Shut up, bitch. Would you stop giving away our secrets? Christ. Look, folks, <laughs> I, I'm joking. I'm dead serious. You're an idiot if you don't think. I, I, <sighs> the cool part about doing like the, the job I do. Number one, I never do the same job every day, which is fucking outstanding. So you, you never do the same job. You're always going somewhere new. This is it's never the same thing ever every day. You see everything. And it's just some of it's hysterical, some of it's sad, some of it's gross, some of it's just amazing. You're like, I don't even know how you survive. But you see it all. But being in the trades. It's the same thing. It's never the same job. Yeah, you might do the same job over and over again, but you're always doing a new job somewhere else. It's always in a new loca location, and you're always making bank. It is the secret. If you don't know about it, yes. You walk out, you go into the trade. You get involved in any of the <laughs> trades, pipe fitters, any of them out there. Electricians. Electricians, unions, the carpenters. Oh, the carpenters. Jesus. When the I was carpenters. In, Holy shit. You'll clean house. When I was in uh, high school and college, I dated this this kid named Matt. Real nice guy. Um, Italian. The, just over the border in New York. And his goal was to inherit his parents' tiny little house and live there. And I was more ambitious than that. And to be a union electrician. I bet he makes fucking bank right now. Oh, his yeah. parents' little house right over the border of New York is worth millions. I, I'm telling anyway. you, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it, it's no joke. The, the these guys, they they clean for for one of those guys to go to work just for a weekend, like what she was talking about. Yeah, they will come home twenty eight, twenty nine hundred dollars in their pocket easy because they they already make forty or fifty dollars an hour, and they make time and a half or double time, usually double time on a weekend. So they're making a hundred dollars an hour. So yeah, yeah. See, the cool part about Georgia is Georgia we're non-union state, so we don't have big unions here. The one big union we do have, which we can't control, is on our ports. That's the big fight if you're trying to get a job. Those yeah, guys you have to have a Twit card. Those guys make buku bucks. Yeah, they do buku bucks, and they work maybe three days a week, and but they make tons of money. You're not the right skin tone to make money there. Yeah, I know because that's run by a, a whole family yes anyway it's corrupt as fuck down it there, really folks. is uh just he, like anything else back in the day so um here's here's uh here's this guy again the federal reserve just reported its largest loss in history by far but don't worry you'll be covering it 
A few days ago, the Fed announced its preliminary 2023 financial statements. Note these are not audited results. We have to take the Fed at its word. You may recall Ron Paul's decades-long campaign to audit the Fed, which failed since the Fed is an unconstitutional racket who answers to nobody. As Murray Rothbard noted, the Fed actually has less oversight than the CIA. At any rate, even with the Fed grading its own homework, Last year, it reported an operating loss of $114 billion. To put that in perspective, would be the third largest bankruptcy in American history, just behind Lehman Brothers and Washington Mutual in 2008, both ironically also caused by the Fed. But of course, that's the losses in a single year with much more to come. So how did the Fed lose so much money? Some of it comes from their paying Wall Street to park money at the Fed, which they do to hide inflation and because they like sending money to Wall Street. But the bulk of the Fed's losses are because they printed trillions to finance COVID lockdowns, used those trillions to buy bonds, mainly government debt. And then when they panic hiked rates to try and choke off inflation, bond prices collapsed, meaning the Fed's pile of $9 trillion worth of bonds started losing money hand over fist. In fact, estimates of unrealized losses, meaning money the Fed has lost but hasn't yet fessed up to, could be well over a trillion dollars at this point. Of course, those unrealized losses don't come clean until the Fed sells the bonds, which they do either because the bond matured, so bonds have fixed times like 90 days or five years, or because the Fed pawned them to try and soak up inflationary dollars called quantitative tightening. Now, last year's 114 was a bit of both with another trillion plus to come so far. So what does it mean? In the near term, nothing. The Fed ignores losses because in a pickle, it can just print the money, converting it into inflation. Longer term, though, every last penny the Fed loses is going on the taxpayer tab. The reason is all those losses cancel the money the Fed is supposed to be paying Treasury every year. These are called Fed remittances. And they're the profits from printing money and lending it out, essentially a licensing fee for counterfeiting. Those Fed remittances had been running about $80 a year, but now they will be underwater for potentially decades. It's worth noting this is fresh territory. The Fed never before turned in a loss until 2022. Now it will be losing money until our kids are grown. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained.com. The Fed's losses are just beginning, 114 down, a trillion plus to go. In fact, they'll continue getting even bigger until interest rates come down hard, which will only happen with a hard recession, meaning yet more trillions in debt. Either way, we're looking at much more on the federal debt that's already hit $275,000 per American household, growing at almost $30,000 per household per year. Okay, we'll be watching. See you next time. Well, that's... uh, What's it? Not unforeseen. I mean, shit, we all know it's coming. So when I, I went over to my parents' house last week to paint, right? And uh, my dad was like, he was like, you know, I was talking to one of my friends because he, he spends all day talking to his friends, emailing jokes back and forth, whatever. He's like, I was talking to one of my friends. who's uh, He lives in California now, so he is pretty hardcore liberal. Okay. And uh, he said... And I told him, you know, the, the debt just hit $34 trillion, right? Yeah. And his friend said, well, I'm not worried about it. And he goes, 
This country has been in debt since the Revolutionary War. That's not true. And we've never paid it back. We're never going to pay it back. What does it matter? <laughs> That's how liberals think. That's that's, not, that's 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 not true though either. No, so, so but let's, that's let's, how they think. Let's get this right because we did take a loan from France during the revolution. We mm -hmm. paid that loan back within ten years of the revolution, as promised per the loan agreement. The United States of America paid off its debt. We were debt free after ten years after the revolution. We were debt free. We were skating by by the skin of our teeth, but we were debt free. We hadn't formulated a government. We hadn't figured out how to pay people. But that's the time frame when it was great to be an American because you were literally living by your wits and people were coming together like communities. Well, Like-minded communities. We are so far. I mean, we can never get out of the set. It, it's literally going to take an act of God. Like we've got to reset. we got to burn the whole thing down at this point. So... I don't think my dad's friend is one of those fleeing California, but a lot of people are in California is really starting to feel the hit. So this is what they're doing to offset that. This is wild. What's up, guys? John here. The rich are going to begin running from California due to what they're doing right now. Taxing the richest of the rich. It's the latest proposal on the table of options lawmakers will consider this year to help close California's big budget hole. California lost 27,000 tax filers who made over $200,000 back in 2020 and 2021. This came out 45 minutes ago, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo News, MSNBC, Newsweek, they're all talking about this new wealth tax and what they're doing. Well, what they're gonna be doing is an annual tax on the rich based on their assets, but more importantly, they are now weaponizing all attorneys in the state to where they can begin suing rich people, saying, you know what, I think you're underreporting your true net worth. We need to you know, bring in a forensic accountant and go through everything. Look at all your homes worldwide. Look at all your assets. Look at all your bank accounts. Look at what your businesses are worth and determine if you're underreporting. And this is, this is what's going to happen. And if they are, then they're going to have to write a fat check to that attorney and the state of California. But this pales in comparison to all the changes that have been worked on the last 35 days. December 2nd, they reported something called, and now this is law. The California exit tax is a one-time tax that must be paid by businesses and individuals who relocate out of California. Reminds me of that movie, um, what was it, where he's like, now you can't leave, The Bronx Tale. Now you can't leave. Now you just can't leave. Right? That's what's happening. The tax is based on the value of the business or an individual's assets, including property, stocks, and other investments. So imagine, move to California, you build out a business, First couple of years, really tough. Almost go bankrupt a couple of times, stack a ton of credit card debt. You know, you're really depressed. Is things aren't going the way you know you're anticipating. Then year three, year four, starting to really pick up. You're like, okay, great. This is actually starting to work out. Then boom, 10 years down, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Business is crushing it. You know, we're making a million dollars a year, two million dollars a year, whatever the number may be. And then 2020 hits. And then you're looking around, you're like, hey, you know what? We're working remote now. All the restrictions in California, this is getting crazy. I don't want to be here. I want to relocate. I want to go to Texas. I want to go to Florida, Tennessee. 0% income tax. I'll hire my team remote. I'll reduce my expenses. I don't know what's going to happen in this economy. And uh, we'll see where we're at then, right? And when you leave, you're going to knock on the door. A couple months later, this business broker, California, saying, oh, yeah, what was your EBITDA again last year? He's like, huh? What are you talking about? I left California. No, no, no. 
What was the EBITDA? Oh, okay. What were your expenses? All right. We think in today's market, this is valued at seven times multiple. We think this business is worth 15 million bucks. Okay. So what do you, why tell me? Oh, it's because you owe us. He goes on to like say $3 million. $3 million in taxes. In taxes. And exit tax. Um, look, folks, they're not just coming after businesses like that and states doing that and being fucking pissy. They're also coming after the Second Amendment with it. Do you hear about this? I just got the email not more than six hours ago. Hmm. Part of my FFL4 whatever shit. Anyway, the, the law went through. January 1st, now if you buy ammo, there's a 7% surcharge tax on ammo from the federal government that you now have to pay. So if you, for instance, I used to be able to get 9 mil, just regular ball ammo, 9 mil ammo, 50 in a box, right? That was $30, $30 okay? Now it's going to be $37.95 a box, $7.95 goes back to the federal government in taxes on the ammo. That's with taxes. It was $30, 30 mm -hmm. and change. And now it's going to be like $37.95. $7.95 because what they're doing is they're putting this tax on ammo so you can't buy ammo. So, so it makes ammo really expensive, especially if you buy it in large quantity. That tax is ridiculous. So we have a choice to make here because we're getting close to it. Should be the end of the show, but I've been running back and forth all show actually making dinner and it's on its final run, but it's going to cook for another hour. We have a lot more content to get through. Do you want to go long? Or you want to dip out? Or normal show time. Just keep going. Let's see. If we're okay. Go. Sounds good. Because we got a lot more. I know we still have a ton. I know I got a billion things I've sent you. And we there's do. still more shit I texted you today. So I don't even think I got to. All right. From the Dilly Mean team. I'm talking about my stock options and the importance of insider trading for my portfolios. So we have to handle this with care. It might appear unethical. That's for sure. There's no question about that. But trust me, I'm just a really lucky gal in terms of my trades and the rest. And you have no idea how truly lucky I am. And what they say is luck won't make a difference. No, it will make a difference. I'm feeling a lucky streak coming on again real soon. Somebody get me a vodka. Aunt Nancy's thirsty. I'm talking. He does such a good job with that shit. I mean, <laughs> the way he cuts it so perfectly, that's fucking hysterical. Oh, that's great. Ooh, smoke again for my birthday. It's Tension Seeker's birthday. Happy birthday, Ooh, Madea. Oh, I, I think we can probably make we that can, happen. We can make that happen. Okay. This, this, I'm, this was really confusing. Okay. I mean, it comes from Biden, so of course it's fucking confusing. I was about to say, what's not confusing about him? This was the other day in... Pennsylvania, wherever the fuck yeah, he was. He's at a fire department. Anyway, yeah. obviously. He's trying to campaign, I guess. But li listen, listen to what he said. And the last thing is, one of the things that's going to have an impact is, and I know it doesn't matter to you guys, I'm being facetious, I shouldn't be kidding like that. But when you want to call and check the balance on your account, you charge 30 bucks. Is that fair? Is that fair? These junk fees? You're going to go home for 
for Easter. Are you going to go home for Christmas? Wait, 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 wait. Do that again. Play okay. that again. Okay. And the last thing is, one of the things that's going to have an impact is, and I know it doesn't matter to you guys. I'm being facetious. I shouldn't be kidding like that. But when you want to call and check the balance on your account, you charge 30 bucks. Is that fair? What are you fucking talking? All right. First of all, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm way off my mark here, but I don't think I am. Let me ask though. I'm gonna poll you all. I know you guys know where I'm going with this, so just play along. If when was the last time that one of you called your bank and they charged you thirty bucks for giving you the account balance on your fucking on your account? It's automated. You. What is he fucking talking about, dude? You, I. You must have like a billionaire account, bro. With the $620 million that you breaked in from China, you must have one of those upper echelon accounts where they might charge you $30. Trust me, they know they can't get $30 from me. They know what's in my bank account. And they're always trying to wipe, run the maws off. Trust me. There's nothing in my bank account that's of any national security interest whatsoever. The $640 million that's sitting in your bank account, that's a different story, bro. You might get charged $30 to look at all your bank accounts because that shit spread out everywhere. The Caymans. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, maybe it's over in the Virgin Islands. Uh, he is. He has to. I mean, that's where all his money is. It's offshore. It's nothing's on, on can be tracked to him. Come on. That's just, that's. Just bullshit. I have no idea what that motherfucker is talking Nothing, about right now. That doesn't make any because you know I go on my cell phone now. I don't even make a phone call. I don't even have to interact with another human. I'm so happy about it. I just look. Oh, there's my balance right there. And when you try and interact with another human, they say I want to kill him. No, they say you Thank know you. You come again. Go faster on the app. <laughs> you anyway. should go online and, and look that up. <laughs> Can you go on your app? What? Seriously. I'm calling you, dumbass. They seriously said they're like, can you go on your app? Thank you. Come again. <laughs> All right. Check this out. The oh American Heritage Foundation dug up um, the real unemployment rate. Really? What, what, oh, you mean that the, the numbers we've been fed is not real? Check out what the Heritage Foundation dug up regarding the true unemployment rate. Okay, so the numbers we've been fed from the federal government ain't real. Duh. Duh. Okay, let's go. Hey, everybody. Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing well, but I'm about to bring you the worst economic news you've heard all day. Some of this, you're, you're going to go, I get it. And it's entitled, the government's lying to you about the unemployment rate. But you know, what aren't the, what isn't the government lying to you about right now? Before I start this story, and the story is entitled, I got this, it's, uh, it has to do with something that came out of the Heritage Foundation. It's a story that came from an awesome subscriber, and it's entitled, True Unemployment Rate is Double What the Government is Telling Us, Economists Say. So few people understand what is going on in the world. Let me explain this in the, in the simplest terms. When the government says that unemployment is here, I want you to understand it's actually here. And the reason why is because the government goes out and they go to a company and say, hey, how many employees you got? And they say, 10. They go, great. And they go to the next one. They say, how many people you got? And they go, 10. They go, sweet. And they keep going around. They don't sit there and go, how many of them, how many of those people are 
underemployed. You know, the thing is, is that you could have somebody right now having two or possibly three part-time jobs just to make ends meet. And the government counts that as three jobs. This is not a joke. American, the American population right now is severely underemployed and their wages are not keeping up with the inflation that the government and the Federal Reserve have created. Okay. They don't want you to know that they created it, but they did it. All right. So here we go. This story, let's get my notes. Again, true unemployment rate is double what the government is telling us. And this comes out of uh, money and politics out of the Daily Caller News Foundation. It says a large section of Americans left the workforce following the 19 shutdown. Got to be careful with the words these days and have not returned. And if the workforce returned to its previous size, the unemployment rate would be nearly double according to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics analyzed by the Daily Caller News Foundation. The official unemployment rate in December was 3.7%, accounting for around 6.2 million Americans without jobs who were still looking for work with 100 million jobless people being counted as not in the labor force and therefore not being counted as unemployed despite not having a job, according to data from the BLS. In comparison, the number of people counted as not in the labor force in February of 2020 was only 95 million, with around 5 million people permanently leaving the workforce following the COVID, yeah, I messed that one up, shutdown, which when added to those counted as unemployed, yields an unemployment rate of around 6.7%. 6.7%, double what the government is actually telling you. Here's a great quote. These more accurate estimates of the true unemployment rate signals weakness in the overall economy and the labor market specifically. This came from E.J. Antoni, a research fellow at the Heritage Foundation's uh, Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget, told the Daily Caller News Foundation, they are consistent with a mild recession. The number of people on disability has exploded for three years now with a spike of millions of people that indicates a very large portion of these unemployed workers who are missing from the labor uh, force have simply shifted from the unemployment to welfare. Think about this. Right now, the government is already telling you that unemployment is half of what it is. We have so many Americans right now that are underemployed, that are seeking more assistance. We have this year alone, up to almost 50% of Americans are receiving a 1099 in some way or another, which means they are seeking other types of cash flow, more money. They don't have enough. Inflation is not keeping up with what's going on. This is getting serious. Now, these numbers in the unemployment rate right now already signal a mild recession, yet you've got the government or the president came out and just said, you know what? We're just going to change the definition of what a recession is. This is where we are. If you aren't planning for a deep recession, something greater than the great financial crisis, you're nutball. But it's okay because that, if you think about it, on a wealth standard, that's why wealthy people only account for a few, like a small percentage of the nation because most people don't plan ahead of time. Most business owners don't care or don't think ahead. They're just thinking about the next toy they're going to buy. They're not thinking about where we are now and then project where we're going. Check this out. It gets even worse though. Hey, labor force 
It says the, uh, the, uh, the official unemployment rate has been historically low over the past few years, dropping below 4.4% during the Trump administration. Oops, screwed that one up. See, then there, there you go. The algo's not going to want to share it because that's the truth. If that is the truth, what's going on right now? It says, hey, it was 4% back then. And for the first time since 2000, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, the rate briefly spiked during the shutdown before descending back below 4% around the start of 2022. Labor force participation has also taken a hit following the shutdown with 63.3% of Americans employed or looking for employment in February of 2020 compared to 62% looking for uh, jobs in 2023. It absolutely blows my mind. If you're unemployed for a certain amount of time, you just fall off the government doles. They just go, well, we're not going to count them anymore. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? And it just sort of blows me away. Still to this day, I talk to business owners all over the country, and they're still having a problem finding people um, that are looking for gainful employment. Where, where are we headed? That's the question. But this is like, to me, 2007 all over again. It's like nutball time. You know, everyone's like, you're crazy. There's not a housing crash. Hey, you're crazy. There's nothing wrong. Employment's not, unemployment's not spiking. All right, get ready. Because if you're not ready for it, well, then it's not going to hurt me, I guess. It's for, for quick. Because, you know, what he's talking about, look. 62% folks, if, if labor you, workforce. If you don't know what these numbers mean, first thing I recommend you do is please do me a favor. Go back to the crash 28. Go back to October oh, oh, 1928, oh, 1928. Go back to 1928 and see the crash in 28. Look at where our numbers were. We were in a recession in, in, in 27, 26, and 25 going up to 28. All right? We hit October 28. We went into a depression, not a, a steep recession. No, it will be a depression. The bottom will fall out of the market. We will be fucked. We already have runaway inflation. How they're keeping prices where they're at, I don't understand. Like, for instance, gasoline, for whatever reason, is, is staying surprisingly moderate. Surprisingly moderate a mm -hmm. gallon right now. What are we doing for that gasoline? Where did that gasoline come from? Has anybody asked those questions? Because we're not making it anymore. Where is that gasoline coming from? Is this a deal we worked out with Ukraine and we're getting some oil or something from them? What is going on that we're getting? Because there's no reason that it doesn't make any sense because currently right now, OPEC cut off all communications with the U.S. So I'm really confused as to where we're getting fuel from right now and our prices aren't going anywhere. I'm kind of wondering why we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs wondering. I'm not wondering when the crash is going to happen. I'm just waiting for when it does happen because it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, we are pumping some gas. Oklahoma's pumping. Um, yeah, but the Texas moderate amount pumping, that we do pump and we do more refinement, actually. Yeah. We do because nobody uses gasoline the way we use yeah. gasoline. Our gasoline is different than everybody else's across the world. Yeah. Engines have to be refined to go, or I forget what they call it. They call it something. Your engine Our reserves are historically low. I don't think it's coming from there, Jewel. I, I don't know where it's coming from. I wonder where it's coming from. OPEC cut off all communications with us the second this thing started in Israel. I don't know if you're all aware of that. But OPEC just basically said, oh, you're going to back the Israelis. Well, we're not going to really talk to you that much then.
Maybe this is coming through from Israel somewhere. I, I don't know, folks. There could be some legitimate thing it's coming from. I don't know. I just find it weird that when this thing, this conflict started in Israel, OPEC cut off communications with us, but somehow I have not seen our gas prices tick up at all. Not and, even a cent. Yeah. And at the same time, the shipping is really rough. Yeah. It's because shutting of, down yeah, now. The straight down that. there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just, I just throwing it out there. Something to th think about. Maybe another conspiracy theory. Maybe one of you on? guys want a deep dive it and look it up but hey it's just a thought i just i saw the news story last week and i said well that's weird and then i waited much like i waited on this other one and i got it i'm sorry i gotta take a okay. we, gotta, we gotta take a bow for this one babe because yeah. we waited we you were gonna bring it up and i said no let's just hold Ooh, off i on actually that. i i if we finish this segment okay. i have okay, that we'll i have bring that I up have, then i have that awesome yeah. because okay. we're gonna take a, a win on this one we're gonna run around the room get a little crazy you know what, spin a t-shirt around our head like north carolina some shit like that i don't know this is uh, this one first. This is an interesting concept. Okay, listen to this guy. I think we should all create our own bank. I think we need to create our own bank. First, to set up a community trust structure. And then you appoint everybody as a managing director of a trust. You set up a trust account for everybody. Everybody pools all this together. You buy gold and silver with it. You invest it and you pay dividends back to everybody in the community. That's how we could run an economic system and completely bypass the federal government and the international bankers. Every community could do that. Every church could do that. Every organization could do that. Every family could do that and watch the wealth start shifting back into your hands again instead of into the hands of those who really don't care about your wealth. The New World Order has no concern for your money, really. They just want power and control. They play the music to break the algorithm. Look, the folk, folks, the truth about what he just said there, you could never do that. They won't let you. Exactly. The reason is, is you can't pull, pull so much gold and silver in one location. The government does track it. They know where all the big wealth centers as to where pools of gold and silver are. They know where it's at. They know where. And the reason they do is because it is a defensive posture. You want to know where that shit is because but you know you people can, are going after that. You can invest in gold and silver on paper and pay dividends back. You could do that. But and you then, can like store it in a depository like Dr. Kirk's. You could. Again, would that is that actually a physical bank though? Because then everything's yeah. done online. Yeah. Why not? There's plenty of banks that are only online. True. I mean, it's not truly a community bank. It is, though. It's just a virtual community bank. Hmm. Internet's not always going to be there, though. Well, I mean, that's something. That is something. Anyway, um, but here's where a bunch of our money's going. What they're doing is, this is pretty wild because there's a, a radio station in San Diego that is a Mexican radio station. This guy was on the Mexican radio station is explaining how we do it. Mm. He's like, he's gone back four times that month. So every time he crosses over, he gets $2,000. He's gaming it. So he's gaming. He made $8,000 in a month from the federal government. You almost, like, what do you do? You set up, because uh, back in the day, you know, when... There's, you know, the, 
I don't know everything, obviously, but like maybe the similar time in American history would have been the early 1900s. And you had all those Europeans coming over yeah. on the boats to, to work over in the That's U.S. That's how my family got here. Yeah, and everybody went through Ellis Island or somewhere mm-hmm. like it where you go in and you got some sort of papers. Yeah, and, it was pretty easy. And, honestly, yeah, and they, really at least though, you know, they, they got you like they got, they, at least they, they got a name. Yeah. And they, well, not even, they kind of, people changed it. Yeah, they, they changed it right there if yeah. it was like too hard to pronounce. Yeah, that's, a lot of people do yeah. that. Hey. They're scamming the system at the border, going back and forth, back and forth. Are you surprised? No, not at all. Shit, we got homeless people leaving fucking major cities to do the same thing. No throw their shit. IDs in the dirt and fucking cross the border. Exactly. Just to scam the system. People do it. Shit, look at the federal government. Yep. Hmm. Everybody's gaming the system. Yep. So here's your story. Yes. So anyway, the DOJ confirms that Biden uh, admin lied about the Texas uh, Texas being responsible for the woman and two ch- children drowning in the Rio Grande. This story came out a couple of days ago. We never covered it because I was like, no, I'm going to wait because I don't believe this. This is bullshit. Joe Biden's Department of Justice has confirmed that DHS lied about Texas being responsible for a woman and her two children drowning in the Rio Grande because they prevented Border Patrol agents from responding. Here's what it was initially reported. A woman and two j- children drowned in the Rio Grande Friday night at Eagle Pass, Texas. After U.S. border agents were prevented from responding by federal official federal officials said on Saturday in a statement, a Department of Homeland Security spokesperson said the U.S. Border Patrol agents were made aware of migrants in distress by a Mexican government, but were unable to enter the area to the, the U.S. side after the Texas National Guard troops under direction of Texas Governor Greg Abbott prevented them from doing so. In responding to the distress call, the Mexican government, Border Patrol agents were physically barred by Texas officials from entering the area, the spokesman said. But that's not true at all. According to the Justice Department filing with the Supreme Court, they say that the illegals drowned an hour before the Border Patrol were even alerted, which means Biden's DHS was trying to use this to smear the Texas all over the land they seized in Eagle Pass, which means Texas wasn't lying when they were were. Uh, told about illegals being in distress, but couldn't find anyone. It was because the Mexican authorities rescued the two in distress and recovered the bodies of the woman and the two children that drowned earlier. Here's what Bill Malugin from Fox News said. The Biden administration once again pushed a false narrative in the border, now refused by the DO, refuted by the DOJ. The White House admin on Friday claimed that the woman and two children drowned near Eagle Pass. Texas officials blocked U.S. Border Patrol from attempting to provide emergency assistance. The DOJ filing said the migrants had already drowned at 8 p.m. The Border Patrol were not informed until 9 p.m. Yeah. Therefore, it's all bullshit. Kabuki theater. Because they are... most of you would say. Because they were suing Texas for kicking them out and using this as their standing. Yep. Which brings back the horse whipping claims from back in the days from this administration and that administration and everything else that's going on with this. There's nothing this administration that's been honest about. They have not been, they've not been transparent about anything after they promised it. And on top of that, all they have done is continue to fuck the American people in every which way they can. I mean, you you bitch about prices and we bitch about how much everything costs. But think about it. The people that we should be bitching about in two, 30% of this country still believes they're doing a good job. 
that's the scary part. Yeah. Um, but Kamala, oh, Kamala she's Trump, out on the view. She's campaigning. This is Joe Biden's campaign right here. This is scary shit, but this is Joe Biden's campaign. What are you doing to work with Republicans to try to solve this issue once and for all? We offered a bill. We have offered that there would be in the Senate. We have offered that there will be a, a bipartisan work to fix it. The, it literally was the first bill we passed. And I think it's critically important that we understand that there are, are petty politics at play on this issue as much as anything. We need solutions. The solutions are at hand. We have to work on them together. We have offered, for example, that in our security pass package coming up, $14 billion that we would like them to approve Which Senate to, address, to address yes. this issue and Senate Republicans support it. So, hey, let's all participate in solutions if we want to call ourselves leaders. My goodness. What are you doing to work with Republicans? Uh, no. No. No, you stupid bitch. No. 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 No, because what you're going to do is hamstring every single one of those bills with a whole lot of other bullshit that we don't want. And um, like Ukraine aid. And uh, that's the reason the first time that bill didn't get approved. Because it had a hundred and $50 billion, I believe, in Ukraine aid to it. But how much was it going to cost to build the border in the first, the border wall in the first place? About $5 billion. Oh, okay. And now they want $14 billion for the wall to help process more people coming in? Uh, 114 yes. Okay. But hey, remember, we have to earn the reelect. And we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brought it to them. <laughs> what good work? I... Anybody? Oh, wait, wait. Bueller? Bueller? What, what, what are you referring? What? Other than going on vacation, what have you done? Because I ain't seen you do shit. And there's a lot of people out here that agree with me on this. However, I, I've seen you spend my money. That's what I've seen you do. You haven't done shit for me. You ain't done shit for her. You ain't done shit for my kids except fucking corrupt their minds even worse. True. Um, however, don't don't pin your hopes on Texas just yet. Welcome back, everyone. Let's not forget where I'm broadcasting from, Texas. We are the Republic of Texas. And a giant turf war is now brewing between Texas and Biden's federal government. Uh, apparently, the Texas National Guard, under order from our governor, Greg Abbott, has seized control of a city-owned golf course and park in Eagle Pass, Texas. This park is right in the midst of where all these illegals are coming across. This is all part of what has been dubbed Operation Lone Star for the National Guard to take back some control of the southern border in Texas. Uh, we're told that the National Guard took in some migrants. I don't know what they're going to do with them, though, but they did arrest some migrants. And, and think about this. In December alone, 71,000 
illegals were apprehended and ultimately released by Border Patrol in the Del Rio sector. That's where Eagle Pass is. So what is Joe Biden's response? Remember, this is the same park where they were taken down our barbed wire and barriers that Governor Abbott put up. The DOJ's response is they want the Supreme Court to step in when it comes to this turf war. Well, joining me now from Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas, is the host of the Free Speech Podcast, Joseph Trimmer is with us. Joseph, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me tonight. I really appreciate the work you guys are doing for our nation. Your reporting is correct. Uh, we are here at Shelby Park uh, in Eagle Pass. Uh, there are no federal authorities here. We walked up to the gate where Border Patrol was being turned around. We walked up to the National Guard, said, hey, we're here to exercise our First Amendment rights. Can we come in? And they opened the doors for us. So we walked right in. Uh, we. <laughs> We uh, legitimately have been talking to the brave men and women uh, here in uniform at uh, Eagle Eagle at Shelby Park here in Eagle Pass, and they had been frustrated for a long time. So you actually get really good conversations of support and excitement that finally they're allowed to do their work. A few minutes ago, we saw the first batch of migrants coming in here. Uh, yes, immediately the National Guard reacted and the Texas state, I think it was Texas state troopers, not National Guard. They were in police uniforms, actually came up. It looks like they, they arrested the migrants. They took them in a white van. We all know the white van. So I hope that this means yeah. that they are now being arrested well, and deported. Uh, you, but we don't know that. You know, Joseph, I believe that Texas recently passed a law that says breaking into America is now a state crime if you come and try to do it in Texas, which would then give police powers to arrest uh, the illegals for doing this. Now, deporting them is a whole different situation. How that's going to work, I don't know, but it's interesting. Border Patrol not allowed. Now, the Border Patrol Union says this is a good thing. This allows agents to go work other areas where, where they can work. But the Biden administration, of course, doesn't agree with the Border Patrol Union. Have you gotten a chance to talk to any of the Border Patrol agents who've been pushed out of there? Well, well, here, here is the truth, is that the Border Patrol currently here at this uh, point of entry where the illegals are coming in are not welcome. They uh, have been breaking what is now Texas law. You are correct. And so the Border Patrol agents are now criminals in Texas, and they are not allowed in this facility. Uh, but we are a citizen journalist, and I wanted to use, I wanted to I wanted to show you something really important. This here behind me is the Texas National Guard and the State Guard. I don't know if you know that Texas has its own separate military forces. We have an, uh, our own army, our own air force, and our own navy uh, under the Texas military department. But if you see here, we have the brave women uh, and men in uniform protecting the borders of our country. You see them right there with riot shields, uh, ready to turn back and or arrest any illegals that attempt to cross our border. Well, I'll tell you what, you Joseph Trimmer, we, we can. Um, and I am grateful for you for reporting on all of this for us. And uh, just stay safe down there. These are trying times and troubling times. I know you're surrounded by, uh, by some good folks there, but be safe and please keep us posted uh, as you continue this journey. Uh, down there. My, my last message for you right now is if you turn this phone around, just pan real quick. Um, the border in this area now is secure. There are no illegals. These are all Texas state forces. This used to be packed wow. with illegal aliens that would then be transported to a city near you. The Texas border, at least in this section, is now secure. Thank you, uh, Governor Abbott. We really appreciate that. Thank you all for your reporting. 
Uh, this is Joseph right. Trimmer from the Free Speech Podcast. Thank you so much. Joseph Trimmer, we appreciate you. Uh- no shit. It's about time. It's about time that down there they finally fucking put this shit together, figured it out. Um, I, I'm glad to see see it, but we also I've also heard other things too. I've also heard that those illegals that they pick up in the white vans, just like you all were saying, um, they're illegal Ubers. Yeah. I heard they were taking them to processing facilities where they're still getting sent out into the fucking wilds of America. They're not being deported. They're not going back across the border. Whatever ones they arrest, they just take to another processing facility and they get shipped out somewhere else in America. So it's still not working. The system is still broken because no matter what we do, the federal government is trying to stop it. No matter what Texas does, the federal government's trying to stop it. Right there, there's a breakdown. Right there, there's a a, a rift that I don't I don't think anybody can fix. This doesn't, it doesn't, you're supposed to be the bigger man when you're in the White House. That's not being the bigger man by fucking, okay, well, I'll just fuck you, watch this, hold my beer. That ain't being the bigger man. Oh, well, I'll sue you every time that you do something. Okay, we'll bring it. I'm going to send one of my most inexperienced law clerks to be there. This apparently, this is, this is an Austin, right? Another green belt destroyed here in Austin. Nothing but trash and junk as far as you can see. This whole encampment is about a football field or better. And it is just full of junk. This is, this is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Is that from migrants leaving shit yeah. behind? Yeah. Or is that from homeless people? I or that, a combination of both. Yep. I, I don't know, but yeah, it's probably what it is. Yeah. Well, um, okay, hold on. This is uh oh my Oh my God, I can't believe you're going to play this. This is cringeworthy. It is. This hurts. Enjoy this, folks. This is my gift to you. DEI, are we confusing equality of opportunity with trying to guarantee equity and outcomes? Okay, that's interesting because I think this word equity has come into the language in the last few years. And before that, we didn't hear it a lot. And I think a lot of people hear equity and they hear equality. That like it's the same word, and it's not the same word in the same concept. So, how would you differentiate between equity and equality? Well, equality, we talk about. Uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. <laughs> Come to think of it, you know, uh, equality is equality of opportunity. All right, we live in a society we want all people. Right. To have whatever color your skin is. Equity, I think, is more guarantee of outcome. Is it not? I yeah, think, I think so. I think that's okay. Fine. So, which do you come? Which side do you come down on? Uh, equality. Equality. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. 
DEI? Are we confusing the quality of opportunity? Did he shut down right there? I mean, he looks like he shut down, like the computer went out, like he got the blue screen of death. Do, 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 that it just looks that way that Bernie shut down there. But what, well, shit, Bill, why don't you give him the answer while you're at it? I mean, how about you tell him too? I mean, I wanted to hear him answer that. You know what? I don't know what the, wait a minute. You're the motherfuckers preaching it from the fucking rooftops, and you mean to tell me you don't know the difference between equity and equality? Mm-hmm. I'm done. I, I don't think we can do this podcast anymore. The, we now have entered a realm of no common sense whatsoever. How how do people still follow this moron? People tell me they used to religiously follow this guy. I'm like, wait, how? How? At what point? They were Bernie bros. At what point did it make any sense? At what point did you see, like, success in what he said? And they're like, I don't know. At first, it was just kind of the thing. And now it's just kind of like, I don't know. What smokescreen does this moron live in that he can just walk around, wave some sparkles in people's faces, and everybody's like, I love Bernie Sanders. He doesn't even know the difference between equality and equity. Mm-hmm. But he's on the squad. He's a Democrat. Row, uh, row, 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 row. That's because he just does what he's told. That's why he <sighs> let Hillary cheat to steal his literally what should have been his candidacy. Should have been. Uh, this um, he didn't do very well on the the hill though, or you know, on the House on the Hill. Apparently not. He did not do very well there. Apparently, this guy though. Apparently, they tried to, to he eat enough kids. I guess that's they, what I heard. They tried to blow some sparkles in his face, and it didn't go very well. He's a space force, or he was a space force commander. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, damn it! Are you kidding me? No, it's because I, I, um, I hold on. Let me try that again. She, you know, no, it's it's. I accidentally moved it forward, and you know, it doesn't like it when you do that. You tried to cheat it. I did. How dare you? How dare you? All right, I'll try this again. How dare you? How dare you? Good morning. My name is Matt Lohmeyer, and I'm an Air Force Academy graduate, former F-15C fighter pilot, and was a lieutenant colonel and commander in the Space Force. In 2021, I was fired from my command for writing a book trying to reverse the trend of the overt politicization of the uniformed services. Specifically, I criticized the military's diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, which at my own base were illegally occurring despite an executive order from the commander-in-chief. The diversity, equity, and inclusion industry is steeped in critical race theory and is rooted in anti-American Marxist ideology. I watched DEI trainings divide our troops ideologically and in some cases sow the seeds of animosity toward the very country they had sworn an oath to defend. Before writing that book, I submitted a formal written complaint to the Space Force Inspector General's office detailing that such violations were occurring, including illegal race-based discrimination, but my complaint was never investigated and was later dismissed by then Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, whom the Senate just confirmed for his fourth star. After two months, I received a written dismissal of my complaint from General Whiting. Personally, I have always advocated for a non-political military work environment. Today, I'm here to testify about the ongoing Marxist-inspired efforts to subvert and weaken our military and broader American society. We often refer to these efforts as wokeism, but it is also a culture war. Yet even in this committee, there are differing views about whether there is such a thing as a culture war underway. 
Some members of this committee have been outspoken critics of DEI initiatives to include CRT, drag shows on military bases, trans activism, LGBTQ pride celebrations, and woke military recruiting videos, all things that are visible components of an ongoing culture war. Ranking member Garcia, as he just mentioned, on the other hand, and asserted as recently as two weeks ago, says that the culture wars are quote unquote phony and are merely a political talking point of Republicans. It's nothing if not incredible for a member of this subcommittee to assert that culture wars are phony while another member who's not present at the moment of this committee is a member of the so-called progressive squad was herself a Black Lives Matter organizer and activist, an organization whose publicly avowed ideology is Marxism and whose activist ambition is social and cultural revolution. Service members who wear the uniform of their country do not want to see these things in the military workplace. They don't want to see them at their bases. In most cases, this is true regardless of their race or their political worldview. Despite that reality, Pentagon officials requested $140 million to expand woke diversity initiatives in fiscal year 2024, double what it's been the previous two years. There are few things taxpayers such as myself feel less essential to the mission of the United States military than expanding diversity mandates and indoctrination. And now an important point. Such aggressively opposed ideological worldviews competing for institutionalization through policy epitomizes and formalizes what is properly termed a culture war. The fact that these debates now infect the US military workplace is an offense to people like me who love their country and all people regardless of their race, gender, sexual preference, or background. Uh, yes, I agree with him, and yes, that's some fucked up shit that happened to him. Um, what I can say, Lindsay, when you quit fucking drooling, uh, <laughs> please stop drooling. Um, one of my buddies kind of pisses me off. Greg, you're a dick, dude. He stole my idea. He, he was he retired about the same year I did, year after I did, and uh, he was out for about five years, and he got pissed off, and he said, "I want to go back." So he joined the military again, and um, after he retired, so he went back in. So he basically gave up his retirement. And uh, the fucking dick is in Space Force. <sighs> and um, he's got a Ranger tab. In Space Force. In Space Force. So in it space makes force. him the first Space Ranger. <laughs> I'm so angry with him. I, he's that a was Space Ranger. I, was, I wanted that That's title. awesome. I was going to join the military to get that title. To be a Space Ranger. Yes. That's Holy fucking shit. awesome. All right. Well, speaking of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the military, let's get an update on Austin. Lloyd, that is. Lloyd, not the city. Not the city. Could you give us an update on the um, the follow-on from the SEAL mission? Um, uh, in terms of when you say an update. Um, sorry. Correction. Sorry, my bad. Correction. There's a. I have another clip of him talking about Austin. Um this is about the seals that this disappeared. Is the seals got that yeah. got lost or disappeared trying to get weapons back from Iran. I think something like that. Yeah, I don't know. They were off the coast of Singapore or something like that. Yeah. Search and rescue. Yeah. So um, on the search and rescue, uh, the CENTCOM continues to to lead that effort. It is ongoing. Certainly, um, you know, we we hope that we are able to recover our teammates, our 
thoughts and prayers are clearly with their families at this time. I don't have any specific to, uh, specific updates to provide right now other than, other than that that's ongoing. Could you give us an update? I think They're it's dead. off the correction. It's off the Somali coast, and um, I don't dead. know. I don't know what happened. Haven't heard anything. I don't know who they're a part of. Don't know where they're from. So don't ask. Um, I, I can ask, but I guarantee I won't find out. But yes, that is. Those are shark infested waters. They are very shark infested waters off the coast of Somalia. That's never a good place to fall in the water. Yeah. yeah. Never a good place. All right. Here's the update on Austin. Emmeline, on the topic of military, we had some news um, that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized a few weeks ago and did not inform the proper channels that he would be temporarily indisposed. Justin, do we have um, any information on the timeline of when this all occurred? Yeah, Emmeline, it was revealed that our Defense Secretary has been facing health issues. On Tuesday, the Pentagon announced that Secretary Austin was admitted to Walter Reed Medical Center on December 22nd for his prostate cancer. A week later, he was back in the hospital. Austin reportedly never informed President nor Deputy Defense Secretary and is now defending his actions. Somebody needs to be held accountable. Um, I will look to our Chairman Rogers for, uh, on our side. I, he's starting to lose some patience. Uh, I think there's some bipartisan condemnation about it. And it's, it's really quite shocking to me in this day and age that they allow that to happen. In response, Montana Representative Matt Rosendale filed an impeachment article against Austin, but Armstrong says he doesn't agree with this action and says some people do things more for Twitter clicks than actual policy. Now, Armstrong says he's relying on an investigation to indicate why this occurred to make sure nothing like this happens again. All right. Thanks, Justin. <sighs> All right, whatever, dude. Sure, he's dead. He's not alive. We know that. Yeah. I, I don't. They're going to yeah. say that he died at Walter Reed from complications from surgery. Um, they're not going to say it's can turbo cancer because they can't admit that. They certainly can't admit that he was killed in Kiev. Absolutely not. That would be crazy, though, if we do find out that he's dead. It would be nuts. Right. Because that would just be a confirmation of so many different things. Holy shit. That would mean I got to give some credence to some sources I didn't think I was going to have to give some credence to. Um, you think he's actually dead? I think there's uh, nobody's seen him. No, Where, where's any, the video? Any pictures they're putting out? Is there's, they're all old. Just, it's yeah. all old shit. There's nobody seen him. Yeah. Nobody's even. They, you would think if the defense secretary was rolling out of Walter Reed Hospital, there would be video cameras there, people taping it. Proof of life. Nothing. West FaceTimed us after his surgery for proof of life. Nothing. Nothing. Nobody got a photo. Nobody's seen him. He hasn't done a presser. He hasn't done shit. He's dead. He's dead. Think the big C got him, Sven? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we know. We know Russia reported it, so that he was killed in an airstrike. It might be it. And uh, John, we played that the other night too. We um, talked about it anyway. No, no we played that um, of Joe uh, fucking talking about how he needed cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, have you heard my, yeah. the hot mic where he's, yeah. Joe Biden was threatening the U.S. military night. on Texas? Yeah, we we played that last night. Yeah. I don't know if that's him or not, but he did make a, there is a convincing argument to have because shortly thereafter, he was at another fucking event in which he said, I told Iran what the outcome was. And then he went to the background and when he wasn't staring at a camera, he didn't have a problem speaking. He yeah. spoke pretty clearly. And I was like, 
that begs the argument that could have been him on the, the, the hot mic. There is, there's a chance that's him. Well, there's a chance that this is him. And I have been saying this for literally. Oh, did you finally find somebody that agrees with you? Three years. You finally found somebody that agrees three with you. Three okay. years. Okay. I've been telling you all this. She's been looking, folks, for I somebody that agrees with this. her. Here you go. Does Jim Carrey play Joe Biden? part of the time and I'm not talking Saturday Night Live talking real life at the end of this video I think if you don't think so right now there might be a little part at least a little part of you that just might agree with me let's start with this we all know he's a physical comedian just watch this So you get the idea. He falls a lot. He falls a lot through comedy. But did you ever notice who else falls a lot? And hey, they kind of look like you. Like, in fact, that might even look a little bit more like Jim Carrey than Jim Carrey looks like Jim Carrey in this. That's Joe Biden. I'll show you. Sure looks like a lot like Jim Carrey to me. And that's supposed to be Biden getting off the helicopter. They even have similar walks and forward head postures. Do you see it? I see it. Similar length arms in comparison to their knees. And we know how Hollywood likes to put things in plain sight. We also know they do a ton of predictive programming. This Simpsons is 15 years before this, even to the sign falling down. same time, the hands at the same time. That's Jim Carrey. That is Jim Carrey. I'm going to show you more. Okay, here it is, the full clip. You'll see he salutes and he puts his hand up twice, just like we saw in the movie Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey. And then tell me this isn't Jim Carrey's comedic falling. There's no way Joe Biden is this quick on his feet. He moves and watch how he does this little jog. The salute at the end here. It is, it is Jim Carrey. And I'm going to show you more still. see this clip where it looks like Biden's wearing a mask? Again, 
truth in plain sight. We all know that he did the movie The Mask. Could they have been trying to tell us something? I think so. Literally, the first time I ever saw that clip of Biden going up the stairs, I thought to myself, before I was even a truther, wow, he moves just like Jim Carrey going up there. And then I looked into it, and it just kept coming and coming and coming. You decide. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. Okay, look, he presents an interesting argument. I'll give you that. But let me ask you one very simple question to destroy your argument. Mm. To what end? Think about this really quick. Seriously, be serious about this. Jim Carrey is probably one of the biggest anti-vaxxers out there. He's one of the few people out there in Hollywood that's actually holding. Is he though? Are are you kid? Have you ever seen him and Christina Applegate together going off about fucking vaccines and what they've done to kids? Oh yeah, he's big on the anti-vax scene. To what end? That is my question. Why would what does Jim Carrey get? Jim Carrey is more of a truther than Joe Biden ever will be. Why is Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden? Part of the game. If if the whole thing is scripted, Trump wearing a white hat. I, I just I I wonder to what it, at the end is he going to rip his mask off and we're all going to go holy shit no way man it was Jim Carrey it's Jim Carrey Although, I knew it was him all the time Balchinian is not Jim Carrey that's a new one I I think Balchinian is the the twin brother maybe or the blank one of the two maybe. he's either the twin brother or the blank maybe see I got so many competing theories now I don't know which one's right is the blank theory right is the, the Balchinian right maybe they're is all right the blank is is I is he is he the uncle that the long lost twin twin, twin brother maybe I, I hey which one is it for attention seekers birthday before we get out of here yes you and want to get hot I do one and more really time for you, quick I'm also going to release the scratch over on. We're, we're doing a trifecta tonight. Yes, we are. We did three. Yeah. It's a good thing when you hit your head, huh? Because I get to smoke more weed. Yes. So I just need to start hitting you in the head more often. No. No. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because I was like, hey, shit, if we're going <clears> to <throat> do this, let's do it right. You know what I'm saying? Scratch is out, fuckers. Go get it. Go get your crack. You'd be all right. All right. So let's do this. If you've got it, it's legal for you. Let's get at it. For a uh, tension seeker, happy birthday, madam. Happy, happy birthday. How old are you now? What are you pushing now? 50? Younger than us. 45? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, She's okay. 36. 36. 32. Oh, shit. 33, something like that. Damn, you're calling out a real age. I was going to say she's 25, but okay, fine. She's young. Well, happy birthday. Another year floating around this world. If we're on a <laughs> globe, if not, you're just spinning around on the disc with the rest of us. Just trying to scratch it up. She's a, she's a millennial who's put in an application to be uh, Gen X. To be Gen X, <laughs> yeah. yes. She, she's like us. She doesn't give a fuck. Legitimately identify as Gen X. The committee is still has not met on that side yet, so... I'm not a part of it, so good luck with that. You have to find them first. They're all playing jarts in the woods. <laughs> no, we don't play jarts anymore in the woods. We throw them directly at each other now. That's we've, true. We've grown up so far.
Sparky, where you been? No shit. Isn't it like fucking three o'clock in the morning over there? Some people don't sleep in. Go to bed. What is it? Gen X was what? 70... Uh, or, or no, it's 70, yeah, 70 65 to, to 79. Yeah, or 65 like that. to 80. No, I think it's 79. 80 to whatever was 80 to 95. Yeah, it was the next one. I don't, I don't understand how they come up with it because every time that I looked at it, it's a different number of years in between generations. So I don't, never understand how they figure out what does. generation is which. It's always weird. I, I don't know. If you know it, you, you're better than I am. Because I've never been able to figure Maybe it's it out. a birth rate thing. Well, then shit, this next generation is fucked. No shit, right? Eighty to ninety-five. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is it a fifteen-year window? Is yeah. that what it is? Generally, yeah. <laughs> because uh, what was the boomers then? Sixty, sixty-five to, or yeah, it would have been or sixty to seventy-five. Sixty to seventy-five. Yeah. Was boomers? Yeah, because Gen X is seventy-six to. And yet our, like our parents are considered boomers and my mom was born in 53. I don't know. I don't know either. I, like I said, I've never understood that shit. People try to explain it to me, whatever. I, I'm not paying attention. I know what generation I'm in. That's about it. I think I know what my kids are. One's in. Millennial ones, Gen Alpha. No, one Z and one's Alpha. Or one Z and one one's Alpha. Yeah. Anyway. So split the generation. There. Yeah. Either way. Who we gotta go. We do Dinner's gotta get ready. out of here. So uh y'all have a great night. Uh we'll be back tomorrow night tomorrow night, five forty five for the pre-show, six PM for the regular show. Uh she'll be back tomorrow morning at eight AM for the good book. And lovely Leanna follows us at nine oh five, both our channels and hers. You can check us all out uh then. Yep. Till then, um, we'll see you later, fuckers. Have a great night. Stay warm. And uh, shit, later. That's for it. the Mick. And V-Lynn. Have a great night. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace.
fuck around and find out. OJ. Okay. You can fuck around and find out. If they looking for me, well, they know where to find me. I'll be half drunk, strapped up in a wifey. I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can be Oh, I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South I Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty South With a truck seat high And he straight pipes loud We need man up or sit your ass down. We done talking. Fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out